1: Fans and welcome to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here for episode number 123 here on Monday, March 25th, 2019. As always, we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. I am Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy diddy. Well, Quinn, we are counting down towards WrestleMania 35,
0: a WrestleMania no number, I guess, right? I think it's WrestleMania Statue of Liberty or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's what it is this year. I I'm not even it. kidding about no, that. No, I think
1: you're right about that. But obviously, we're not here to talk about the future wrestling. We're here to talk about the retro wrestling. We're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling with some cool topics in store for you. But before we get to any of that, thanks for being back here with us. Uh, if you have a Twitter and you haven't followed us yet, why don't you go give that a shot there over at OVP Podcast on Twitter? You can also email us at OVP at gmail.com that is Podcast at gmail.com but Quinn there's a really neat place if you want to talk to me if you want to talk to Quinn and hundreds of other retro wrestling fanatics and Quinn is over on the Facebook
0: yeah it's over at facebook.web slash statue of liberty it's yep. a good site that's right they got search bars there oh um, okay cool like all the other URLs we've ever given so on the search bar you type our vantage point death retro wrestling podcast uh, the tubes and stuff and Al Gore and it goes down this thing Kifloey. Kifloey, and they get it The operators are like, Wow. He really wants to join this okay and then they they let you in and that's it wow that's impressive Quint. yeah and then then when that happens you can post gifs gifs bark and debate things you do on a group post funny pics yeah the
1: pics things like that yeah we try to pride ourselves on having a very positive group a lot of jokes you know a lot of a lot of humor things like that we try to be all encompassing of any retro wrestling background meaning if you grew up with the WWF only that's fine but if you like everything maybe you like the southern wrestling maybe you like the japan matches stuff like that Come one, come all. Come hang out at the group. It's the middle school lunch table, really, of retro wrestling it's groups. Squint. It that really that, is. That's what
0: do, that is what they call it, right? Yeah, and there's when Pizza Fridays. When you're in
1: wrestling class. Yes, wrestling you know, class. You know, that class. With Dean Douglas. Yeah. So check it out on on Facebook, folks. Join the group. And also, later on in the show, we will have more information on our Patreon. But we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash ovppodcast. And that's if you want to donate. We're not trying to get rich off of this or anything. But it's if you want to give back to us, we'll give back to you. But, Quinn, this season, we have uh, started a new topic, as we always do to start a season. Yes, I do. It's called From a Star to a Jobber. And before we get to this week's pick, I just want to clarify the nomenclature here. For the sake of brevity, we're saying from star to jobber. Jobber might not necessarily mean your jobber in the dusty wolf sense of the word
0: no but it does mean you lose a lot i mean yeah that's where how we're using the term okay what it, happened there was some kind of argument or well, something there was just the a,
1: a a spirited discussion
0: okay, on, on the see. definition of a job i wasn't paying attention too much that's that's okay i was just making jokes
1: yeah it's fine quinn and but basically the way we're using this the whole concept of this season's opening segment folks, is we're going to take someone that was pushed that won a lot that maybe had title matches, maybe had a title, had a gimmick, had something where you can consider them a star. It doesn't have to be a main eventer, but it could be, right? And then something, somewhere along the line, they wound up mainly losing, de-emphasized, de-pushed. If that makes any sense, there.
0: It yeah. might not be the job or like pasty and shitty right, know, right. attire. Now, we had what? We had uh, Barry Darso and last Axe. week. Yeah. <laughs> His eyes were closed or whatever. He couldn't
1: open them. And yeah, and the week before, we obviously started up with the Renegade. Right. So that's
0: kind of like, I think those are two good frameworks right. for what we're looking for here.
1: And I think this week's gentleman fits right into that. This was a mutual consensus of Quinn and myself. Quinn, we're going to talk about Virgil.
0: Yes, Virgil. You know, he isn't Dusty Rhodes or something. <laughs> right. Not the Dusty. He and he says iteration. Yakazuma a lot.
1: <laughs> and how you spell man, of course, is V-I-R-G-I-L. Right, according to know. Roddy Piper. I, did, did he know how to spell? Piper? Yeah. I don't know. That was a bad spelling. It really was. So Virgil, Mike Jones, real name.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's he, a w- cool name, actually. It actually is, right? Mike Jones! Yeah. Mike Jones!
1: Mike Jones. Right. So Virgil... in the WWF in 1987, but he had been a wrestler before that as Soul Train Jones on the independent circuit. The international heavyweight champion, Soul Train Jones, starting out. And I believe he was an amateur wrestler. Don't quote me on that, but I think he was. But he debuted as Ted DiBiase's bodyguard in the summer of 87. Obviously Million Dollar Man was a huge main event gimmick at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. He had a shiny vest and shiny pants. Yeah, the and cutoff sleeves which was awesome. So I always like the cutoff sleeves because it's like, oh no, th- he's muscle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they made him look bigger than he actually was, which I thought was cool too.
1: Yeah, because he wasn't like a tall person and he wasn't wide, but he was jacked in 87-88. He was pretty jacked. And obviously you all know Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, his, his initial push, 87-88, was main event. I mean, he
0: targeted Hogan. Right. So he comes in and immediately he's kicking balls out of Rob Van Dam's <laughs> hand and stuff and Throwing dollar bills everywhere. And- yep, and Virgil
1: did all his dirty work and all his right? enforcing for him. Yeah,
0: like the time DiBiase wanted that pool reserved for him, <laughs> Virgil like actually did it.
1: Yeah, or a restaurant that was crowded and DiBiase couldn't get a table. Who stepped in? Virgil. Virgil.
0: Hey, you two brats! I said, out of the pool now. Get out the pool. Come on, it's time to go. Let's go. Let's clear okay. the pool. No Everyone case. out. Let's go out, 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 out. I
1: so Virgil, in in my eyes, even during his bodyguard run with DiBiase, which lasted from 87 until January of 91, he was a star in his own right.
0: Right. I mean, people knew who he was. That's what we're going for here. That's the thing, too, is that when you saw Virgil, you heard the name Virgil, you're like, oh, with the Million Dollar Man. Correct. People knew who he was. He wasn't some nobody on the roster. Right.
1: He didn't wrestle often as DiBiase's bodyguard. Occasionally, he would step in and wrestle a jobber instead of DiBiase doing it. More often, he would rub DiBiase's feet
0: or clean (laughs) his boots
1: (laughs) or whatever. And so much so of that, that he got tired of doing that in that awesome story arc in January of 91. And this is where... Virgil the wrestler, his actual push starts. And this is another case for him being somewhat of a star. Not a megastar, okay, not a main eventer, but sizable push in ninety one. I'll
0: argue this might be the second biggest push on the roster in ninety one and if you look back. Because in ninety one, if you look at the programming, especially like superstars and challenge and stuff, Virgil is like all over the place. He really is. Beating up people every week, he's beating everybody. He's so good, and blah blah blah. He gets a match at WrestleMania Seven, but that doesn't go his way because I don't know. Piper's tripping on the floor. Sherry (laughs) debuted. Piper's tripping on the. Remember, he's like, I can't walk. Like and all this, he's got a. He's making a big scene and. Sherry's in the red dress.
1: She shows up out of nowhere. She you know? shows up out of nowhere. Yep, yep. So
0: it was more just building like onto the angle a little bit more. Right. And it all escalates at SummerSlam 91, you know. Oh, beautiful yeah, feud. Great feud.
1: Yeah. So this all started back in the buildup to the Royal Rumble 91, where DiBiase was becoming increasingly more hostile towards Virgil. Right. And in having him do his dirty work. And they put together some good video packages about it as well yeah, at a the time. Of
0: package. Oh,
1: no. Look at this. Look at this mess, Virgil. Clean it up. Go on. Clean it up. And after DiBiase and Virgil defeated Dusty and Dustin Rhodes, coincidentally, Virgil Runnels, you know, which is funny. Now, I
0: think it's funny that they beat them. Well, it
1: is funny. It's very Vince that they beat them, too.
0: That whole feud was weird because they just made Dusty look like crap. They really did. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. And they lose to Virgil (laughs) and DiBiase. Virgil is supposed to, like, not know anything. Right. So,
1: DiBiase, for no real reason other than the fact that his character is a huge asshole, uh, abuses Virgil after the match and has him pick up his million-dollar belt and brings up Virgil's mom that he's been supporting with his DiBiase money. Wasn't
0: there a spot in the match where Virgil might have missed or something, hit him with a dropkick or some dumb shit?
1: I think you're right. I think he did, like, one thing wrong at one point. Right, but they won. Right. (laughs) And and Roddy, yeah, they won. There was really nothing to complain about. No, but DiBiase's an asshole. megalomaniacal asshole. Yeah. The whole time on commentary, Roddy Piper is, like, come on, Virgil! Yeah, and all that stuff, right? So finally, in one of my favorite moments, seriously, it, like in terms of story arcs, Virgil gets off his knee, nails DiBiase with a title, and the crowd loses their shit. Need
0: I remind you one more time
1: about your family, about your mother? Give me a break. Oh,
0: Remember, it just don't matter. Pick it up! That's right. That's,
1: That's right. Sweet. Like I always say, everybody's
0: got a bounce. Oh,
1: he's he got a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! Listen to this, competitor. So this kicks off the Virgil and Roddy Piper Association, which Quinn referenced WrestleMania 7. The match doesn't go Virgil's way. Roddy Piper's annoying
0: the whole time. All the ancillary people <laughs> yeah. involved, they need to like be like, okay, Sherry's now with right, the Million Dollar right, Man. Right. Virgil's still Virgil, and and Roddy Piper's still annoying. Right. Like, they need to say all these things. <laughs> right. And DiBiase's just laughing all the way to victory. Like, of course he is, has, right? As everyone like, bickers. Like. Right.
1: But then at SummerSlam 91, at the Garden, the heat of the summer, Quinn. Ted DiBiase, after some chicanery with Sherry and they restarted the match and all this crap, loses clean to Virgil, losing the million dollar title, which obviously wasn't an important title, but it was so cool that Virgil won it. So
0: the reason it was cool is because... They spent so much time building up that belt. Like, like two the, years, over two, two years. Two years of just like, oh, we never defends it, right, right. and he's a big dick, and anytime he puts it on the line, it's never really fair, right. mm-hmm. or like Jake the Snake or yeah, something. Like right. it's, it's always, there's some bullshit, and it was always actually, what I thought was interesting is that anytime it was in danger... Virgil was always the one that bailed him out. Like, remember at WrestleMania six? Yep. With like, Jake? Yep. And he like almost like put him, put his life in danger with the snake, Virgil, like yeah. to get DiBiase out of there right. and everything and all this shit. So Virgil was really the defender of the title the whole time. Right. And so here's his chance to get it back. Poetic and, justice, yeah. right? And especially I think the last couple months up to the SummerSlam feud were cool because they really established that association between now Sherry's the replacement. Yeah. And they really like harped on the fact that Virgil, like, yeah, he would get involved, but Sherry's like way worse. Like right, she's right. just she doesn't give a shit. Like she'll just get in there more aggressive. People. Yeah, she's like ridiculous.
1: But here was the problem, Quinn, is Virgil had his little run with the title. And then he loses it to DiBiase at the Survivor Series showdown right Not before the pay per view. Not even at Survivor, Survivor <laughs> Series <laughs> with the help, of course, of Barry Darso, right, Repo man, man. DiBiase wins it back, and Virgil kind of declines as we go into '92. He gets his nose broken by Sid, and he looks like an idiot at WrestleMania so 8.
0: That I want to comment on that first of all. I think that was the first chink <laughs> in the armor, like the the first like blow where Ver, okay, Virgil is garbage now, like that face mask thing was so stupid. He looked like such an idiot. They should never have done that. He looked dumb. That's usually like a heel gimmick. You know, the heel will annoyingly wear it and look stupid. Like, Like Cody Rhodes did yeah, that. Yeah, like the only other time I can remember a uh, face doing that actually was remember when Undertaker had the face mask? Yeah, and that was a legit injury and too. And that was stupid too, though. He looked <laughs> yeah, like an idiot. Yeah, right. He
1: did. <laughs> so Virgil just declines and declines throughout 92. However, he does get a pay per view match on every single pay per view. He's in the Rumble, he's at WrestleMania 8. Right. And then, of course, SummerSlam. I think that's very telling As because Summer- he faces nails. At SummerSlam '92, yes, and Nails yes. just kills him, and Nails so, is terrible. That's
0: the beginning of Virgil's on pay per view, but he's a big jobber. He's you, like, like
1: you know he's not going to win. Yeah,
0: like right? he's against. He's always against some guy that they're like preparing to give like a big push to.
1: Right, exactly. And Nails was the unfortunate guy there at SummerSlam '92, and then of course Survivor Series, Virgil's most famous match. Quinn. Yeah, once again,
0: yakazuma this yakazuma this yakazuma. So he gets crushed. Yeah, like and then he's like they show this horrible thing in backstage where he pronounces his name wrong. The, the thing about that is I felt like that was kind of the final nail in the coffin for Virgil right there. It was like it's like really okay, was. this this is he's a jobber. Like that's really like was, what he Quinn. is. And he would continue to be like, if I recall like on superstars and even raw sometimes, like just losing. And he was
1: usually losing. Maybe the occasional victory here and there, but very rarely. Right. Very rarely. And uh, he was at Rumble ninety three and then we wouldn't see him again on pay-per-view until Rumble ninety four where he he was was at that he was where he was an alternate for Kamala.
0: Virgil the alternate for Kamala Well the key word there, man is alternate. Virgil made his mistake long ago when he left me. See what I mean?
1: And we would never see Virgil on pay-per-view again after Rumble 94. However, he actually wrestled all the way until August until he hurt himself. And to tell you how little he mattered, you can't find that unless you <laughs> watch the weekly Cindy's to find Virgil in August of 94. Oh,
0: yeah. He's not even I, on Raw. That's pretty bad. And so this goes on, right? He loses. And I, I would say now... Here comes the WCW days, right? Yeah, the NWO days, right? So he leaves, and then he doesn't really do anything in wrestling. I don't even know where the hell he disappeared off to. In, I don't know. In the meantime, I don't know. But he uh, he emerges in '96, I believe, right? Yeah, summer '96. Yeah, as um, you know, Vincent. Uh-huh. Instead of Ver- <laughs> they can't use- We're wait- so funny. So, do you think they couldn't use the name Virgil? No, which they is could. Ironic? It's all trademarked. I, I just they were was, just
1: trying to poke fun at Vince and no right. one cared. Everyone's like that's great. What was kind of the, the return fire
0: for the yeah. dusty And then
1: thing. they named him Shane in like ninety nine or something, Wait, remember? That, that really happened. Yeah, but no exactly no one cared. I didn't even know that happened. Precisely. Well, he's got a hell of a gimmick. I think you should listen. To you him. got three seconds, pal. One word. Shane. Shane. You know what? I don't know what's worse, that or Vincent, but you know what? At least you're thinking. Consider yourself hired. Minimum wage, of course. I own WCW. Now, while he was in the NWO, he really barely ever wrestled. He was just a stand-around type of person. He
0: was... was (laughs) You know what I mean? He was basically back in his bodyguard role, which was actually, like, if you think about it, that's probably the most successful virgil ever was <laughs> right Right. so it actually like i actually didn't think he was too useless as a bodyguard again like he it was just virgil in an nwo shirt and jeans instead wow. of the shiny pants or whatever riveting but, quinn but like you know he did his job he would beat the tar out of people on the outside that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah the tar yeah uh yeah it was all right but and he also joined the west texas rednecks at the very end as oh but that was like I-
1: ironic or something that's right? what it is. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about Virgil now. Obviously, he was never a main eventer in WWF. However, let's not understate the fact, when that in
0: 91 and 92... He was very popular. Yes, very popular. Seriously, good theme music. Oh, Um, his theme is awesome. They were totally behind him. Vince was behind him on the mic. Every face person was hyping the shit out of him. Right, like always the superstar of the nineties and this and that. It's real. Like they would say these things and like this exciting superstar. You know, when I would watch those tapes back when I was a kid. And I wasn't really around for the Virgil push, but no, I would always either. just be like, "Man, Virgil's so cool! Like, why is he not still in WF or whatever?" Like, right. I would always be confused, and I, I actually do wonder, like, why did they not go with him?
1: That's what I was what I was going to ask you now. So he had a great ninety one. Do you think he wasn't old? He was in his early thirties, I believe, mm-hmm. at that time when he when they started de pushing him. Right? Do you think they could have done more with him, or was he limited? So, that's what I want to know. That's
0: the thing that I don't know is because he comes off as pretty athletic. He's doing cool drop kicks yeah. and stuff off the top. And, right. You know, running around and he's fast and he's quick and he, he's pretty sympathetic when he's down. Like He is. He, he is a sympathetic character, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's a perfect face, honestly. He, he wasn't a good promo, though. Right. The Yokozuna. He wasn't a great promo, but I mean. There was, so what, there right? Was pe- Bad promo people back then too. Crush? Yeah, Crush. He stinks. <laughs> Tatanka. And they love to push those stupid right. people. That's so, true like, though, what, right? The only thing is that I think he was trapped in is that they never really repackaged him. Properly, it's, you're right. He always was Virgil, the bodyguard, and that's kind of it. Like that kind of hampered his the, wrestling. The, the one thing that you could see them hinting at is maybe they were trying to. They were acting like he was some kind of boxer or kickboxer or yeah, something. But where did that
1: like, come from? I don't know. He wasn't supposed to be did, a boxer. Did they
0: say he had a background? Because they just they, no. It seemed like it was like one of those like subtle things, like the way his tights were that striped kind. Like he looked like some kind of professional fighter kind of Especially person. Especially his
1: first tights that were the short tights. Remember yeah, those? Yeah,
0: yeah. He looked like like a boxer or something so i always like as a kid who didn't really know much about the backstory when i first got into wrestling and i would watch tapes i'm like okay like virgil was a boxer right that's what i thought too because he punched a lot yeah and i was like okay cool so he's like the boxing character right
1: you know what i think the problem was quinn and i I think he was a better wrestler than he let on because um he, a, he had an amateur background, and that usually translates well, right. but they had him run with the gimmick that he was never a wrestler. It was only DiBiase's bodyguard, so right. he was like a street fighter. I bet you he was a better wrestler. I can't think of any examples. I, I know he fought Brett yeah. in 92. I bet Virgil was a better wrestler than we got to see. I bet he had the talent to be at least a good mid-card star. Yeah. Into 92, 93, like during that period. He was young. Yeah. He wasn't old. I,
0: I never got why any promotion didn't try to kind of use the fact that he had all that association with DiBiase for so long and really kind of... Beyond feuding with DiBiase, like, try to do get him away from DiBiase. <laughs> yeah, exact, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, it's just they never really, like, capitalized on it. And it's just it's one of those, like, weird things just because it, it was really a strong push.
1: It was. That's the that's where it's such a sharp decline. It's like he has this huge arc all throughout 91. But by November, they're like, yeah, fuck you.
0: Yeah, it's, that, it's really weird.
1: That's the weird thing. And then he never did anything. I mean, teaming with El Matador in 92, shit like that. Yeah. Like, boss man association, losing yeah. the nails. Yeah. And yeah. so it's a shame because I think that Mike Jones, the guy, is probably a good guy. He's funny, obviously. He's, He's self, really funny on Twitter. He, definitely self aware <laughs> so, of his superstar Virgil status. That's the
0: other thing about Virgil that I think we need to mention just here at the end yep. is that Virgil himself has made light about how jobberific he is. Oh, like, yeah, it's so funny. It's almost like Virgil is very self-aware that he's kind of he's like in the same like the same air as the brooklyn brawler and like historic jobbers right like you know what i mean even like, though he had more success yeah, right exactly but I, I think and virgil likes to capitalize on that this is too low yeah. oh, you got this little bullshit chair right here. well maybe we could prop it up for little no i'm supposed to give me some more money i'll sit in this chair properly
1: i'm just wondering and i want you guys to let us know too do you think that Virgil could have been more than he was. Do you know anything more about his wrestling that, than we do? Because I'm not going to pretend I do. Right. You know, Maybe he really was a good wrestler and they just didn't have him do that. Let us know what you think of Virgil. Could the push have continued? Could he have moved on to perhaps near intercontinental title status? It's possible. Let us know. You can do that on Twitter. You can reach us on Facebook, of course. Join the group. Or you can email us. But Quinn, when we come back... Get the plumbing ready, because it is week two, round two, of the Royal Flush, where we will pull out another two of the worst WrestleManias of all time, and we're going to see where those rank. It's Royal Flush coming up right after this.
0: and IRS this Friday night Nassau Coliseum we're going to make a small withdrawal from your bank account D.B.R.C. we're small change can to help you, I'm talking about Irwin I. Schuster man easy Virgil, easy get a grip save your strength
1: for Nassau Coliseum cause this Friday night me and Virgil are going to put a serious hurting on you You're both going to pay a terrible, terrible price when you step in the ring and it's plain and simple, a case of black and white. And we're going to make a serious, serious dent in your bank account. Right, Verge And DiBiase, you can take that
0: to the bank.
1: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here for episode number 123. Here on Monday, March the 25th, 2019. Hope you're having a good day so far. Hey, Quinn, we have a Patreon.
0: Oh, yeah, we have that?
1: We do have that. Cool. Yeah, we have that technology. It's yeah. at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But, Quinn, like we mentioned earlier, we're not trying to get rich off this show or anything like that. It's not a scheme. We'll never get rich <laughs> No, we never Don't will. Worry. But if you like what we do, if you've enjoyed OVP in these regular Monday shows... You can go to Patreon, and you can donate if you want to. We only have three tiers, $2, $3, and $5. And they're really fun. You can go check them out. And I'll just give you a little hint here. Right now, on the $5 tier, is the Wrestling Classic pay-per-view review.
0: It was the most classic pay-per-view I've ever, but not really. No. But, you know, when it's shitty, that's when we're at our best. Quinn even brought a prop. Yeah, I brought a prop. He turned into Carrot Top for this thing. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. So that's
1: a $5 tier, which is going to include every single month the next WWF Pay-Per-View in order. We did WrestleMania for February. Wrestling Classic was March. Next month will be WrestleMania two. So that's on the $5 tier. We also have video reviews of 1982 on the $3 tier, and a live raw video feed of the show you're listening to right now is available on the $2 tier. So if you want to, go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast, check it out, see if any any of the tiers suit your fancy. And if not, that's quite all right. We're just thankful that you're with us here on Monday the 25th. But Quinn, as we mentioned, get your Drano ready. Because mm-hmm. get your liquid plumber get out. that theme song right? Yeah, because it is round two of the Royal Flush. Now, what is the Royal Flush? Well, well, I'm turning it into Well,
0: hell he should be in the Royal Flush.
1: <laughs> we have the Royal Rankings, which we've done for a couple of seasons, which is where we ask you guys to vote on something to give us your top 20 Of something, But this time around, we wanted your top 10 WrestleManias and your bottom 10 WrestleManias. And they each go into separate pools, separate tanks, Uh, septic tanks, maybe. We say Pule around here. Pule. What Quinn and I do is every week, we pull out two random names out of the pool. We rank them and we see where they fit in. So at the end of the season, you'll have the OVP, scientific, definitive, top 10 WrestleMania and bottom 10 WrestleManias. And this week, it's the Royal Flush, which is the worst. And just to catch you guys up. Round one was the ranking of WrestleMania 2 and WrestleMania 9. Right. And the important part is here remember, it's reverse on this flush. So the one is the worst. Right. And currently, number one, the worst WrestleMania
0: of all time is WrestleMania 2. Scientific fact. It's very scientific. That, that is the worst WrestleMania 2, the worst WrestleMania to ever happen. That's it. Yep. That's, now, that's it. Will that change this week? We'll have to find out. That's the whole point of the Royal Flush. So with that said, let's go
1: down to our plumber. Howard Finkel. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: it is now time for the Royal!
1: And now, WrestleMania 11.
0: Uh-oh.
1: Bart Gunn meets Tough Man winner and IBA Super Heavyweight Champion Butterbean. The timekeeper, Herb! And check this out, Jerry the King Lawler now! Reality has just set in for Michael Cole here at WrestleMania! The Wild Man, Mark Morrow, ladies and gentlemen. Not sure those outfits are legal either, Jess. Buddhist, this is incredible. What a package! It's the Royal Flush, round two. What a song! What a song!
0: What a packy, truly, really.
1: <laughs> Quinn, it's the worst of the worst when it comes to WrestleManias. People have their opinions. You know, a very passionate topic, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. As I far
1: mean, as what is a good WrestleMania, what's a bad WrestleMania. You know, as
0: much as people say WrestleMania isn't what it used to be, people really do care about it. They do, lot. right? I, I'd say even us. I mean, we care enough that we're going this year. This is true. Like,
1: yeah, we are. It's in our backyard, practically, so we'll be going there. Quinn, let's find out what WrestleMania drew number three. Of over 100,000 expected for
0: WrestleMania.
1: Quinn, I don't even have anything clever to say about this. It was just a bad
0: WrestleMania. It, WrestleMania 32. It, it sure existed. Now, Ugh. 32, that might be confusing for people because I think that's past when they cared about numbers. <laughs> yes. This was WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus Triple H yes, edition. Yes,
1: 2016.
0: Now, if you recall, this, this was preceded by like a Royal Rumble of some sort, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: this was the Royal Rumble where Roman Reigns, in 2016, defended the world title throughout the whole Rumble. Right. And then Triple H came in at number 30 and won the world title.
0: Cool. Because that's exactly what you need in... in <laughs> what year is this? 2016. 2016, Triple H, world champion. The, so, the lord and master of wrestling, or whatever. So
1: <laughs> Exactly. Now, I will say up front, this got a lot of votes for one of the worst, believe it or not. I this really that, was high up there. So
0: I find that surprising because as I was watching it, I don't remember thinking any like in my brain like this is the worst WrestleMania ever or anything. <laughs> I remember not liking a lot of it. I remember not liking it, but and I'm we'll like, I, down. I, I've seen worse. Let's put it that way when I watched it. I
1: think all. I have too, but let's break it down here for you. So this was in Arlington, Texas, you know, very, very large stadium here. And here are the matches. We'll just run them down for you. We started with
0: Kalisto, remember him. Yep. Now, this was dark match, right? This was dark. Or, very dark. Or, um, well, there is no dark match at WrestleMania. No, pre-show. Like the four-hour pre-show.
1: Yeah. So th- we had the first three matches were pre-show matches. Kalisto defended the U.S. title against Ryback. Kalisto won. Ryback uh,
0: still worked there?
1: Yeah, Ryback is not one of my personal favorites. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you that much. I'm
0: stunned Kal- that he worked there still <laughs> in 2016.
1: <laughs> Kalisto, for me, was always neither here nor there. I don't know what you thought of Kalisto overall, um, Quinn.
0: I mean, he's, still, okay. he's still employed yeah. by the company. Yes. I just... You know what I always feel about Callisto is that ever since that it's going to be a good Lucha thing part. Or yeah, whatever, it's going to be a
1: good Lucha thing. Remember yeah, that era? Ever
0: since that, it's like his whole career went down the toilet. Well, the they were giving him like a big push. They were. They started with a big push. I know Callisto is like, a somewhat talented luchador, he like he's like he essentially is Rey Mysterio, the next generation, right? Well,
1: that's how they maybe want you to think of him. Yeah, he's I don't think Rey he's,
0: Mysterio TNG.
1: I don't think he's stop it. <laughs> I don't think he's nearly as good as uh, Rey Mysterio Ryback. Right not as good as Goldberg, and that's saying something. These Sorry, are, Ryback. Are,
0: these two are the next generation of two different wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. And just inferior. <laughs>
1: now, I guess Stephanie McMahon had just about uh, invented women's wrestling by right. now. We had the Team Total Divas right. versus Team Bad. And yes. Blonde. Yes, don't and forget blonde. the Blonde part. Now,
0: I, I don't remember this being a thing at all. I think all. we were
1: probably not paying attention during this, but Team Total Divas was Alicia Fox, that workhorse herself, <laughs> Brie Bella. Yep. Eva Marie, who was such a good heel because she knew she was bad. I
0: like Eva Marie just because she she owned the I'm a bad wrestler thing. She was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do this. Let's just go with it. She was a good heel. People didn't like her.
1: Yeah. You're a good heel. Natalia, who no one cares about.
0: How is she on Team Total? Because she was on
1: Total Divas. Remember? Yeah, Let's I'm... do it for Gizmo.
0: Besides WWE, our life revolves around Gizmo. Yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, isn't, I hate it, you. isn't it kind of insulting for her? Yes. Like, because she prides herself on being such a good wrestler. Did you know that she's in the Hart family? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, isn't Bret Hart her dad somehow? You know, you you can only do so much
1: after a while. No.
0: I like Natty she's a good wrestler yeah. and Paige of course Paige here now, this is when Paige could like she wasn't crazy yet
1: yeah she didn't date Del Rio yet Beavis that's a good life choice
0: Paige Beavis <laughs> Paige Beavis yes yeah
1: and she dated that butthead anyway team bad and blonde was Emma who's awesome Lana who's awesome Naomi who's pretty damn good
0: Summer Rae big, Very big underrated. fans over here yep. hey I, I, every time she comes up I will always praise her <laughs> and Tamina yeah What Tamina Just bringing down the whole team there. How does Tamina, (laughs) by the way, it's 2019, Joseph. Yes, she's still there. I watched the last pay per view. I swear to you, she was in a match on the pay per view. Yeah, she's
1: still around. How? I don't know, because she's a snooker. I'm not sure. Anyway, She's the
0: only snooker left.
1: <laughs> if you care, Team Total Team won. No one cared. No one cared. And then the Face Usos, who were right. not nearly as good as the Heel Usos, but still very good, defeated the Dudley Boys. Who yeah.
0: were Heels again, were yeah, they? Yeah, and they point? were
1: around for some reason in 2016.
0: Wasn't this the like final hurrah yeah. or something? Weren't they like inducted in the Hall of Fame the next year or I something? I think you're right,
1: or uh, last year. I can't remember, yeah. but yes, you're right. Uh, not that Bubba Ray wasn't still good. Yeah, this He only, was still good, but, but D- I, Devon was old
0: i actually when they got inducted into the hall of fame joe i was a little upset because i was like i think bubba still has something to give like i think he can like do this character yeah he and, was like, good pull still. it off and he was he's good. a really smart guy too
1: yep so that'll knock out the pre-show matches now on the main show zach Ryder and i clearly remember this this is a, a match for the ic title
0: oh yes i remember this match. too yeah
1: zach Ryder won it uh also and it was dolph ziggler who cares kevin owens defending Right. The Miz, Sami Zayn, who I thought was gonna win. If
0: I recall Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had a thing going on here yep. and something with a ladder and falling through it or yep, whatever. Yep. Uh
1: Sincara. Now was that the first or second Sincara? <laughs> Um, Remember how there were two? I think this was we're at the second okay. by this point. And Stardust, yes, Cody Rhodes was still there. It was before he invented uh, AEW and, and all that yeah, shit and, and became the greatest thing before ever.
0: Before he was the great, better than Kenny Omega, better yep. than Naito, better oh, than... Oh, yeah, definitely. Better than Tony. Ta- he's the better best... Better than Bret Hart. Fuck Best wrestler I'm so ever. Tired of him. <laughs> He's the Triple H of the Indies. Woo, there I we mean, go. It's horrible. But Zack Ryder won, and that was like a big feel good moment for all the fans that are yeah. pulling for Ryder. Woo, woo, woo. I, you know. And personally, I think that was like the last real like. I mean, Zack Ryder still technically works for the world wrestling entertainment. Yeah, but he also does action figure podcast. I think he's generally, um, he's more of an ambassador type role. Yeah, you that's know, a good that role. Kind of, yeah. that it thing. wasted him. But anyway, that was a feel-good his, moment. His uh, wife or whatever is be, uh, an up-and-comer in NXT. Yes, she is. Yeah. She's
1: very good. I, yeah. Her name is escaping me at the moment, she's but she's very good. She's the one, the crazy good. bride girl uh-huh.
0: from TNA or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. she's
1: good. This match pissed this, me off to no one. This it, is
0: the first part of this paper where you were like, yes. okay, these decisions are very strange. Right, so the like, op-
1: the pre-show whatever, right? The opener's it, it is good. what it is, yeah. yeah. This match pissed me the fuck off. Chris Jericho defeated AJ How? Styles. <laughs> I remember watching this with you, Quinn. It was and very we
0: confusing. Pissed. Yeah. Pissed off.
1: Now look, I know Jericho like has reinvented himself so much and he is one of the all-time greats, but his WWF comeback runs in the this decade, like the yeah. 2013 version, this version, he looks so fat and uninspired. So that's
0: my problem the, okay, with it. Okay, so here's the thing about that. And um, Styles was new by the way. Right. Styles had was just had just come in number three at the rumble, all Correct. that shit, right? Yeah. Jericho, right, the whole like fat look thing. This was before he started kind of acknowledging it in like Correct. The, when he went to the indies he was like you know what i'm gonna like be a heel with yes. this look and wear like stuff that makes me look fat on purpose right but this was like come on baby like, yeah this was still like i'm chris jericho <laughs> with like, the dumb hair the yeah, short hair you know like and this was just the shitty one yeah this is before he like completely reinvented himself right and, and like used his look to his advantage absolutely and he just looked like shit here and he
1: had no business winning this but whatever let's not yeah. harp on it too much now the League of Nations, which if you forgot about that, it's most notable for killing Wade Barrett's career for the second time. Well, he was a king. Yeah, because he was king by this point. Yeah. And he didn't even wrestle in this aversion. This was an uninspired trio of Del Rio who stunk in WWE. Yes. was great everywhere else. Sheamus, who I kind of like, but not Seamus Sheamus was
0: coming off being the world champion yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right.
1: And Rusev, who don't ever say a bad word about Rusev,
0: Ever! The one thing I will say about the League of Nations in retrospect is there was a lot of funny, stupid shit that happened in in the process of this. Like when Rusev like got mad on the outside and took the monitors, and then Vince was like encouraging (laughs) him
1: when he stole the monitors. That was so like, you know, he made that up himself.
0: Meanwhile, Vince is like, "Do it, yeah, Yeah, get it, Rusev." That was good. Like all, like there was a lot of that, and then that goofy like thing at like the December pay per view where they like all put their hands on the. <laughs> like in that weird room. Yeah. Like nobody even, like that was like a literal one-off right. that they never like they talked never mentioned about it. ever again.
1: Right. So it had some good moments of comedy. I always felt bad yeah. for Barrett being shut. He left after this, remember? Yeah, he was like, I'm done with this. This is what they
0: got for me. Okay. He's
1: got some bad news for them. Yeah. They defeated the New Day who
0: Which obviously... weird that they defeated them because the New Day is so... They rock. Mega, even New back Day then rocks. they were mega popular. Yeah, in 16
1: like, they definitely were. They were yeah. just starting to really become the
0: goofy, like fun, like the bootio style. And, and rumors as of this Episode being recorded is that the uh, new day is going to have the big Kofi might get the world title shot at the, the Hustle Mania. Which there. God bless him. Yeah.
1: Kofi Kingston's an excellent I'll wrestler. I'll be happy to witness yeah.
0: that. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston yeah. for the title. Why like, not?
1: Why not? Fuck it. The next match stunk.
0: Oh, oh my God, I forgot this even happened till I just saw it on the list here. So as we all know, Brock Lesnar,
1: <laughs> since defeating The Undertaker, really, at WrestleMania 30, was on an unstoppable tear, briefly feuded with The Undertaker again in 15, but was pretty much the Brock Lesnar, the beast incarnate, big, fat, round-ass, double-seat Paul Heyman, <laughs> you know, always spewing his spittle. So they were building Dean Ambrose to fight him in a street fight. With the implication, I guess, being like, how is Ambrose going to beat Brock Lesnar? That's what everyone's saying. Like, what is he going to do, ketchup and mustard notwithstanding, yeah. and exploding monitors? What could Dean Ambrose possibly do to beat Brock Lesnar? I got an answer Brock for them,
0: even before I saw this match. He's not going to win. Correct.
1: Like- <laughs> and I remember this match, Brock won. Yeah, <laughs> being so freaking boring and underwhelming, yeah. and I was excited
0: for it because I was expecting Dean Ambrose to bring it. Because this was definitely during the mustard and ketchup era. Like <laughs> he, he was like a wild man, right? Like he, Not Mark Morrow. Yeah, he was just he was a good time, right? So he it's was. like, Oh, well, he'll brawl the Brock all right. over the arena. He'll it'll get super, creative. He'll be super goofy. He'll jump no. off shit. Like terrible. You know, like it was just terrible. Yeah. And then uh, the women's
1: revolution in effect here. Stephanie had invented it. Charlotte with Ric Flair. I remember that defeated Becky and Sasha in a. Th- three-way match now, for the women's championship
0: i don't remember if this is the match but is this the match. one where they introduced the women's cha- the, uh, women's yep. not divas anymore yeah. championship you're absolutely right this is yes. the
1: inaugural wwe women's championship match i believe lita
0: right. was there with the new belt the first ever wwe women's championship that oh, oh. <laughs> is huge When I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, it looks like the Elondra Blaze belt because it was like red and white." Yep. And I was like, "That's very cool." Yeah. But at the same time, it looked like respect-wise, it like looked like the regular, real-world title. title. So I was like, "This is so awesome." Yep. And I actually like, I like this match was great. Like, I didn't think it was bad or anything. Like, I was like, "This is a great way to kick off like the Mm -hmm. new era of women's wrestling." With
1: three good ones, it did
0: its job. It's fine.
1: You know what wasn't? The next match, a half hour of The Undertaker de- de- <laughs> defeating Shane McMahon no. okay, well, in a Hell in a Cell match right. where, if Shane won, he would have control of Raw and The Undertaker could no longer wrestle at WrestleMania. Who
0: cares? What's really funny about that stipulation is they had to say that, like that specific thing, Undertaker can no longer compete only at WrestleMania. Right. Because he had already lost at His WrestleMania. streak, yeah. So it's like... Who gives a shit if he, (laughs) like, like it was, like, they they had to put, like, they had to, like, invent some stakes. And the other thing that's funny, even funnier, is that for The Undertaker losing the right to compete only at WrestleMania, is like, that's, like, a death sentence because he only wrestles at WrestleMania.
1: (laughs) Yeah, by that point, obviously The Undertaker won. It wasn't exciting. If I recall correctly, Shane did a stupid bump that he could have died doing. Like, he always does, you know, and we love him it. I will say
0: it was, I thought it was an, an impressive
1: bump. The match like, was a half hour, long Like,
0: though. I do remember, um, you know, our friend Donnie being there. Oh, wow. And, and being like... W-E. He thought that that was cool. And I thought it was cool, too, when he fell off the cell or whatever. Was
1: should bear wrestling?
0: But the, the only one thing is that, if you recall, the, he landed on a table and it had, like, an inflatable, like, tube in it <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> yeah, I just it was just very obvious. That's all I remember.
1: No! Shake! No! Oh my God! And then in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which the first one was great, Cesaro won it. The second one was not. Big Show won it. Of course, Baron Corbin won it, and they did nothing with him.
0: Now, this was back in the day where Baron Corbin had hair, and he had a belly button that looked like a mouth, and his like yes. his, like boobs looked like eyes. Yeah, and like, he had hair.
1: Hair is a debatable term, but right. whatever was he, coming he, off of he, his head, it's yes. It's not like
0: nowadays where he wrestles with a shirt on. Right, but, like, thankfully. Thankfully. He looks like Mayor Kane when he wrestles. Have you ever noticed this? They've they've, yes. they've started dressing and dressing him in like a dress outfit or something.
1: Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. Now the Rock came out and uh, had a flamethrower.
0: Fire! 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 <laughs> oh, this. Yep. Oh God, I hated this a lot. And because
1: <laughs> you know we've got to put the Rock over. Right, you know, at WrestleMania, got it in 2016. Because you know
0: how he's wrestling,
1: yeah, all, of course, every every week on Raw. So he has like, I guess, a match that lasts six seconds with Eric Rowan for no reason, and he wins it. I didn't even know that that I think counted. The
0: Wyatt's came out and confronted him. Yeah, remember?
1: because Bray's like always just in the purgatory of saying stupid shit at that point, and yep. nothing good ever happens for him.
0: You know what I mean? Like, but this rock, uh, the, <laughs> this rock flamethrower shit, Joe. If I recall the match. It says six seconds right on the official stuff. Here. Yes. However, I remember this whole segment being like 20, 45 yeah, minutes. It was, it was so, long. so long. And there's
1: nothing good about it. Right. Like,
0: literally, it's really not good. And also, if you recall, it's like, what, the 11th slot on this thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's, like, <laughs> so it's like so late at night. Nobody has any patience for The Rock's bullshit right, at this right. point. And, he, and he's just crapping on the whole roster right. for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. I got to be honest with you. Okay, you come out here and you're talking like you've been hitting the bong for about eight days straight, Jack. Whoa! Hey! 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 hey, hey. Whoa! 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 Like, and you're just like, go away! Like, <laughs> we don't care. I know. Like, you don't work here. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
1: exactly. And then in the main event, the which the special stipulation here was it's a foregone conclusion match. Right. Roman Reigns def- challenged for the WWE Championship against Triple H. Roman Reigns won. It was another attempt by Triple H to have some overwrought classic, which right. wasn't won. And the crowd doesn't like Roman at this point. Now, the
0: crowd was very mad at this paper. Yeah. Game. Like this, by the end of this, I remember yeah. this was the most booze I've ever heard in a main event match at any wrestling, maybe at any show. It was terrible. If you recall, and we didn't note this, you said big stadium like very quick. But this actually was the biggest crowd ever for wrestling. 100,000 people. Yeah, in Arlington. Imagine 100,000 people hating every single thing. Hating the heel, hating the face. It's a half hour. Stephanie McMahon. Hating... How long the show has been. Hating the company because they're doing this to them. It is the renaissance of the Roman
1: Empire.
0: I think there was definitely people hoping, oh well, maybe Brock Lesnar will come and kill all of yeah, them at the end, sure. or just anything that's like not these two. Yeah, like, nothing
1: happened. Roman right. just won, and that—that yeah. that was that, that. He won the title again that he had already had in January. Right, like it literally didn't do
0: anything. It Just resolved, yeah, in, like getting minorly minor annoyance. Yeah, of, for like, a couple of months, it for three
1: months or whatever. So that was a pretty poor WrestleMania. We'll see where that one ranks. But Quinn, let's now find out what drew number four. WrestleMania 13. Well, the subtitle of this one was Heat, yeah. <laughs> which was ironic there because was there no wasn't heat. many. <laughs> there was no Heat here. It's WrestleMania 13, folks. Now, WrestleMania 13, of course, March of 1997, is during the WWF's resurgence, the slow build that had been happening since mm-hmm. the fall of 96. However, there's not too much evidence of that on this pay-per-view, except for one very good match, I obviously. I find this,
0: this whole pay-per-view like a very strange anomaly. Like, it's bizarre how bad it is yeah. in the middle of something so good. The other anomaly about it is, it has quite possibly the greatest WrestleMania match of all time right. on it, that's which is bizarre. Yeah. And it's not even the main event, right. Like,
1: So this was at the Rosemont, of course, that dump of a yeah. stadium. No offense if you're from Chicago I, area.
0: You know, this feels like the third or fourth week in a row we've talked about the <laughs> Rosemont. because yeah, the classic and then WrestleMania 2, that'll be coming up.
1: Yeah. And part of that was at the Rosemont. Yeah. But that was so fitting to put it in this toilet. Again, no offense if you're from Chicago land, but to put it in this shithole, right. you know, and to have a WrestleMania there that's one of the worst, obviously, is voted by you, the fans, Quim,
0: want to start with the dark match? Because we all care about that. I can't even believe there was a dark <laughs> match at this, first of all, but there was, apparently, and it was uh, Billy Gunn versus Flash Funk, and uh, the, the Gunster won there.
1: Yeah, the Gunster. Who cares?
0: With no Funket Tracy and Funket Nadine.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So we open the actual show. It's Vince, JR, and King on commentary, which is a fine trio uh, with a four-way tag team elimination match, and the winner becomes the number one contender. So we have...
0: They don't even win the title? No. That's it? So we open with the Headbangers
1: defeating the
0: team of Furnace and Philip LaFon. Remember Furnace and Philip LaFon? <laughs> yeah, Furnace LaFont. and Philip LaFon. And also, remember the Headbangers, it's Bouncy and Munchy. And, and Winky. Munch- winky. And winky. Munchy. What's bouncy. Bouncy and <laughs> Munchy.
1: Uh, the Godwins were also in that with Hillbilly Jim. It's still right. that era. And, of course, your favorite team, when the new Blackjacks, Jacks, Bradshaw and Wyndham. <laughs>
0: We already have farmers, and we don't need ranchers <laughs> or whatever they are. Like, how, uh, this so era good. of the tag division—it's so like, good. Uh,
1: uh, and then in our—and that match wasn't very good, if I recall. Right. It was very mediocre to open the like, show. How
0: short is this WrestleMania? Because I'm That's looking the at the, the card usual two
1: forty standard, two hours it just forty minutes. Doesn't seem long. No, it, no. Believe me, it does when yeah. you watch it. Uh, then we had Rocky Maivia. Remember him from WrestleMania 32 with the flamethrower? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, this is when he was called Rocky Maivia. And though. he had a Chia pet on his head. Yeah. And he was the Intercontinental Champion. He had won that from Triple H in February. He defended it against <laughs> the Sultan. Yes, uh,
0: Rikishi. <laughs> yes, Fatu. But with a with a shredder mask on <laughs> or whatever. The shredder. <laughs> uh, maybe all that hardwares for making coleslaw. Plus, he has Bob Backlund and Iron Sheep. <laughs> oh, <that. laughs> this era. For the intercontinental title, like
1: it didn't pick up again until Owen won it from him the next month. Like this yeah. was wretched. Yeah, it
0: was pretty bad. The so- Fatu, yeah, what the fat- hell? Fatu, not even Samu. They couldn't even get to- right. Honestly, I think this Sultan gimmick probably would have worked on Samu.
1: Well, anything could work on because Samu. Samu
0: doesn't need to speak. Like yeah, he, Samu's the It's, best. Just, it's just known he's like, always yep. there.
1: He knows everything going on. But this is the era, Quinn where no one gave a flying rat's ass about Rocky Maivia. By oh, now, yeah, this is de- this is when Rocky sucks was a thing. Yeah, no, this became a thing right around this time. And if you recall correctly, uh, Rocky Johnson, The Rock's right. daddy, came yeah. to help him fight off the heels at the end of the match. Yeah,
0: former tag champ yeah. himself in from 1983 land. Uh-huh.
1: But that's a great way to build your Intercontinental Champion, have his dad make the save, right? Well, I mean, he can't <laughs> win by himself. He yeah. needs his daddy. <laughs> and then we had the never-ending feud of Triple H versus Goldust. If you yeah, recall this, this feud.
0: Now, is this built, is this when this happens, or is this when Marlena gets... Sh-
1: well shaking shaking around around.
0: yeah that whole thing
1: China is now with Triple H that had already happened Triple H has the good music ode to joy already so that's going on Triple H still isn't very good yet but he's getting there he's he's on his way to people caring this was great according to him (laughs) (laughs) this is when he wasn't good Uh, just being honest here he's on his way to people caring about him and largely due to China but anyway China had debuted the month earlier and uh, appeared from the crowd and did the rag doll to Marlena Mm -hmm. so Goldust now has been a face for a few months He's he's challenging Triple H here they're gonna finally settle this wasn't shit wasn't
0: this during the period of time where it was like gold dust runs on a beach with marlena and and little dakota or whatever her name is yes probably is that dakota kai is that the same they're person? not the same okay. person okay. sorry Just Just don't checking.
1: ever say that uh so anyway <laughs> Triple H wins. Great. Yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. Let's have the heel win. And yes, Quinn, China, Ragdolls, Marlena. Again, the special uh,
0: WrestleMania version of it. WrestleMania edition. <laughs> yes. Now it I stunk. Think, I this think match s- stinks. Now, I want to just say this. It's a piece of crap. I just want to note this. The last two matches we talked about on a pay per view from 1997, yep. both of these people wrestled on that WrestleMania 32 thing.
1: Holy shit. You're right. The Rock and Triple H. <laughs> it's wow. Unbelievable. And Billy Gunn came damn close, yeah, too. Billy Gunn. He was at WrestleMania 30. Shit. Okay. Well, let's move on now. Now, this match was disappointing. This was for the tag titles, and it was the champions, the great team of Owen and Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Love that team. Yep. And they were in a period of time where they were wrestling a lot of heels for some reason. Yeah. So here they're facing the makeshift team, like the brief team of uh, Vader and Mankind, managed by Paul Bearer. Right,
0: and Paul Bearer was the association, right? It yes. was like Paul Bearer, these two guys were in a stable. Yep. Vader, for some reason. I, I was he sad was better about than it. Cornette was with yeah. Vader.
1: I'm serious. He actually was. It's true. But this should have been a lot better than it was. It was okay. Right. You remember this? Like it's,
0: it's It was decent. okay, but it wasn't
1: great. It wasn't great. There's and not a clean finish. Double
0: count out. Double like, count out. Yeah, it was... It, so I just, far, this pay-per-view is shit. It really is. Yeah. Seriously,
1: there's nothing WrestleMania-y about it it's yet, It's just like right? an
0: in-your-house at this point.
1: But then, of course, we get to, like you said, one of the best matches of all time. Arguably, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches right? ever. It's,
0: it's unbelievable, after the, all the garbage we just listed off, right. that this match is in here. Two guys with some of the best
1: chemistry I've ever seen in the ring and on Promos, the intensity of this feud that had been brewing since the fall of 96. Mm-hmm. It's Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we've talked about the feud at length, so we don't need to go right. too deep into it. But
0: but this is the blow off. This is, is the blow off. The big
1: really. Stone Cold Bret feud. Submission match, meaning the only way to win is by submission. Mm-hmm. And the special referee is Ken Shamrock, which Making added to the debut. drama.
0: Yeah, because it, he was like supposed to be, I'm a real most dangerous UFC man yeah. or whatever.
1: <laughs> exactly now obviously brett and austin had fought before they had a technical wrestling match at survivor series which brett won yeah good right in his big comeback however this is more up austin's alley it seems yeah he can do whatever he wants do whatever he wants he hates bret hart he's obsessed with bret hart yeah but bret hart's obsessed with something too he's obsessed with getting screwed and the fans and losing their respect pride you know and all you fans just screwed me and all that stuff right so we have a classic match here Where Bret Hart is rapidly, or maybe gradually, losing support from the crowd. Right. And Austin, for his no
0: bullshit attitude, is gaining support from the crowd. He's gaining the respect from the crowd, whereas Bret's losing respect because of his demeanor towards, like, just this, like, I'm so good, I'm deserving, I should be fighting for the world title, fuck this guy, like, all this stuff.
1: And, like, we've always said, a lot of what Bret said was right, it was the way he did it that annoyed people. He was screwed. Listen, I was
0: very upset with him (laughs) i was like this fucking asshole like sean's a dick but we know he's a dick but this guy is just like he's just like an elitist you know like
1: yeah that's how it came across it was so brilliantly done so they have this classic match over 20 minutes it's intense from start from the opening tackle where austin runs at brett to the finish
0: with austin's blood covered face and then he passes out the important part here well two things is Brett does not truly beat Steve Austin. He passes out. He still wins though. Secondly, after the match is over, Brett won't. He won't let go of the sharpshooter. He's and then like, then he I'm gonna Austin. like kill this guy. Like it's what? like Brett is like it's I, enough. He I'm gonna I'm gonna wake him up and make him. I'm going like, hit him with like, a chair. I'm gonna hit him with a chair. Like
1: the real Brett Hart wouldn't have done that. Right. He finally snapped. He snapped. Austin's he, hatred got the best of him.
0: Right. And now, ironically. Brett hates Austin more than Austin hated Brett at the beginning.
1: And even Ken Shamrock doesn't want to see the shit. So he waistlocks Brett out of the way. And Brett stands off. And again, the real Bret Hart wouldn't back down. But this Bret Hart says, fuck it, and leaves the ring. Right, yeah. And the crowd boos him. And Austin heroically gets up. If I'm not mistaken, does he stun Shamrock or no?
0: No, no, no. He can't he stuns even, like, Chioda. get out of... Yeah, he, he, he has trouble walking away. Yeah,
1: but he now, gets out of there and the crowd loves if it. If I
0: also recall, when Brett's walking down the aisle at the end, he's, like, sort of, like, celebrating but not. Like, yeah, he's right. just kind of like, he's like, yeah, I'm the best! Yeah. Like, you know, like, he's acting like a complete ass as yep. his music plays.
1: And, of course, the next night is when he turned his back on America yeah. and cut that promo. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a start to finish one of the best
0: angles and a masterclass in like every absolutely. single facet of wrestling yep. it's it's fantastic
1: absolutely brilliant to tremendous performers during this period of time. And from that, we go to what would have been good if it didn't follow this, if they would have done it earlier in the show or something, the Chicago street fight. It's Ahmed Johnson and the Legion of Doom in this never-ending angle against the nation of domination. So,
0: I want to say something here, but just the last three in general. Yeah. These were the hyped up things. Yes. Um, and actually, I remember going into this Legion of Doom, Ahmed Johnson thing. If I recall, this seemed like pretty like cool. Like It was like the idea. It's like, okay, Ahmed's been getting beat up and everyone's and ganged up on literally up on him by like an actual gang. And right. like, okay, Legion of Dooms here. They're back in the WWF and they're gonna even the odds. Yeah,
1: and that was when that was novel. Them right. come back. They had just come back. They weren't too annoying. Here. No, they weren't like, annoying yet.
0: Yeah. And obviously Chicago Street Fight no Legion holds bars bar. No like, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're from the Midwest They're there. from the Midwest and like the idea is like didn't they act like they were from Chicago or something? Yeah, but I think they're
1: from Minneapolis. Yeah, I don't they? know. Maybe they, they are from Chicago. They I don't did, remember they
0: did get, they did act like they were... Yeah. It's like, we're the hometown, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you are. And we're, we're rough dudes, <laughs> but, like, the thing <laughs> that, that... sounds like Hawk. So here we're was the, rough dudes. Here's the weird thing I thought about this match at the time, too. I was like, so I guess, like, Legion of Doom is, like, the old school, like, fighting in the bars, guys. And the Nation of Domination's like, the new school, like, gang warfare, right, right? right? Like, so it was like, no, Legion of Doom is, like, the best idea to, like... To combat Pretend this. this. Yeah. yeah,
1: And the nation of domination's representatives here, of course, are Farouk, who was awesome and underrated, right. we've realized through the years. Crush, who sucks. <laughs> he always sucks. And Savio Vega, who just uh, didn't seem charismatic, but he's not horrible. He he's didn't just not seem he's committed okay. to this angle. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's all I thought. That's a good way to put it. So they have a decent 10-minute brawl. There's a literal kitchen sink. You yeah, know, somebody but, brings that. Yeah, like Hawk or yeah, something. It, it
0: seems like something Hawk. Right?
1: <laughs> it really does. Yeah. And again, in another context, this would have been a standout, but it followed like the best match ever. Right, so it just
0: came off as like a cool down.
1: Yeah, but it is a really decent... Bra- uh, honestly, it's a pretty it's
0: damn... Okay. It's It's damn underrated, I think. It's, to me, I think it's just in a point in the show where you don't yeah. really want to watch it. That's the problem with yeah. it.
1: That's the only thing wrong with it, but it's okay. And then the last match, the main event, uh, the world title match, I got to tell you, <laughs> if you ever have trouble falling asleep... Pop on the last twenty minutes of WrestleMania thirteen. Sucks. So the most notable thing here, well, there's two things that don't involve the match.
0: Is Undertaker challenging his, for the world title he, endless quest as joe has noted yep. in the past it comes to finally fruition. comes to fruition and quim what's he wearing you know uh, yes yeah, so, uh, he's wearing his he running <laughs> a title survivor shirt the
1: first time we saw the undertaker in 1991 at a wrestlemania he beat a hall of famer superfly jimmy snooker wearing the ex- exact same type of attire and he's facing sid who was a champion during sid's good period yes
0: yeah, so this is it pains me to say this match was bad because Sid was so good during this time period. He was. Since coming back in 96, yeah, he, he was, was good. It was like the best Sid's ever been. <laughs> it's like, true. It he was, was unbelievable. And he like, was likable. It, it was really unbelievable how A, likable he was yeah. and B, how like, the matches he was in were really fun. Yeah, he was fun. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Sid was fun. And kind of just ended the
1: streak. He had to go play softball. That was kind of it. <laughs> That's it. So this is a no DQ match, which I guess was added at the last second. They never promoted it as that. But there's a couple of notes about this. Shawn Michaels I guess he found a smile. He uh, wandered down. He he faked his limp was on the way down to the ring.
0: Commentary or something?
1: Yeah, to do some commentary, and he flashed the NWO for life symbol into the camera, which is <laughs> very funny. Uh, and he does commentary with Vic and Jr. and King, or maybe he runs King out of there. I don't remember. And anyway, the Undertaker and Sid proceed to have a bear hug of a
0: match. It's awful. Like
1: literally, just a bear Especially hug. Especially
0: considering, like. At this point in time, we were used to Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels main events all of like from 95 onwards to 94, even. Like, and I'm talking on every pay per view, not just WrestleMania. Right. So it's like, what the fuck is this shit? It's like
1: really plotting. Yeah. Like, a Hogan match would have been better. Right. Seriously. Yeah. This is nothing. Uh, But Undertaker does win after. Bret Hart like wanders out all mad. Remember?
0: Yeah, there's some <laughs> kind of. I mean, but all you gotta know is the Undertaker's doing is like on his knee pose thing. To end the and the show, like, yeah, it's dark days and the creatures of the night, and uh, it's like shut the fuck up. Like, I know. And then the next pay he has got the dumb hat. and, that shit, and It's just like ugh. hat. Ah, I just hate this because it like sets off this like very brief period in '97 where the main events just sucked under the Undertaker's oh, like God. on the Undertaker's reign of. Doom or whatever. Undertaker, Farouk, anybody? Yeah. You know, from King of the Ring? It would end at SummerSlam, and probably actually, what's funny out of all this is like, it was a good match. Like, the The Undertaker had one good match in this whole run. Well, you know, I
1: always try to have good matches.
0: Yeah. That's why. (laughs) Exactly. All right, Quinn, that's WrestleMania 13. Let's get to ranking
1: time. Just a reminder, folks, the worst WrestleMania right now is WrestleMania 2, followed by WrestleMania 9. So 32, hmm, I think is worse than WrestleMania 9. I think it
0: is. I don't know if it's worse than 2 because. 32, like, like it's I really said, bad, Quinn. It's really, really bad. <laughs> it really is. However, two is this, like, I don't oh, know, it's no. just, here we go. It's just kind of, oh, it's just boring, and there's not, like, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, you look at, like, the newer WrestleManias and the style's different, and yeah. it's obviously evolved and yeah. stuff. It's like, it's got that ladder match that's okay at WrestleMania 32. It's got the
1: it's, women's match that's good, the too. The
0: women's match it's good. It's not like a complete like, stinker.
1: But two has a pair of good tag matches, especially the tag title match. It's got one good tag match. Well, the other one's okay. The it's, Funks the versus funk one, Tito and Joey. I,
0: I just think 32, it's bad. And I think most of the anger towards it is more against the Roman Reigns stuff, which is not it was really... It ill-advised. Which, here's the thing. is I don't think we the wrestling in that Triple H match and Roman match, it wasn't necessarily bad it wasn't just great either wrestle what all i'm saying is they just wrestled through it like the normal like main event style right. it wasn't like they did a poor job or anything it's just they they were just professionals they let it get booed and like that was it <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't getting booed for the wrestling is my point
1: it was getting booed for the participants yes I guess, exactly it was getting
0: booed because the crowd just hates roman Reigns so much
1: well it ended on a bad note that's for right. sure whereas two and nine at least sent the fans home happy right it did define happy I think 32 is worse than 9, at least, though, because at least 9... I think it's worse than 9. 9's not hard to watch. It's just not nothing, not remarkable. But 32 drags, man. I mean, the Rock segment, a lot of the shit... Jericho Styles is way too long and it stinks. Undertaker Shane is way too long and it stinks. Yeah.
0: 32 is, drags. Is, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the argument for maybe 9 being worse, It's right? not, but go ahead. Let I me mean, just say it. Go. It is Decline City. I know. Like, it is... I know. Without question, it's like, This is shitty compared to the last one. Like, there's no. I agree. There's, and you can just see it happening, and it's kind of sad. And it's got that Hulk Hogan shit at the end. It's got a bad ending, just like thirty-two. The crowd was happy, but yes, I agree. It's a bad ending. Right, it's a surprise ending. Yes, but they're both very bad endings. Poor. Yes. Yes, but what? I don't think nine's worse. I think nine's entertaining. I think nine's fun. The one thing I'll say about nine is it doesn't have the crowd turning on it because. It's also well, they didn't more, do that back then. Yeah, it's a more innocent time. It people, is. People are more accepting. Of, yeah. Like, even though they don't want Hulk Hogan at that point, they're still like, well, it's Hulk Hogan. It's like, okay. Yeah. True. We, we came here to Poconos, all the Poconos. that. To Poconos. We see it at our other Caesar's destination in Tahoe. in Atlantic City, in the
1: Poconos. I think nine is easier to watch than 32. I would a little to,
0: easier. A lot
1: easier. Come on. At the least only, it's got well, fun gimmicks. Well, and, here's
0: the thing. is Anything's easier than these nine-hour WrestleManias. Well, that's so, true. That,
1: I guess it's a handicap in itself, right? It, it isn't.
0: It, to be fair... 32 it's not fair the whole like well the whole like, that's how they are now i mean it is fair i'm just saying the show can't choose how long it is that's vince mcmahon and all his dumbness hey like, we're we're taking all factors here yeah, wrestlemania's got to be you know eight hours but it whatever. feels
1: long too it yeah. doesn't it's not easy to watch some of these newer yeah. wrestlemania i always
0: wonder for those live crowds because i've been told when you're there that it just zips by well like in real like
1: we'll find out yeah
0: we'll find out i've been told that though from people who have went
1: yeah i understand
0: and and like yeah, I don't know. Maybe watching it at home, it's a little worse. Than it was it worse, says, yeah. trust
1: me. But 9, at least, has an energetic opener to Tonka Michaels. Mm-hmm. It has a good tag match, Steiner's, Shrinkers, the fun but doink angle. An energetic opener. I know. Just, I'm just, just talking just about say, 9. Yeah, But it breeze, 9 kind of breezes by. It keeps you kind of engaged a little bit. Nothing great happens on it, but 32 just drags the hell on. Yeah. And that's my reasoning for putting it worse than WrestleMania 9.
0: Are you okay with that? I'm okay with it. Now, we're sure we're keeping 32? I think 32, it's got... Above WrestleMania 2? Here's my problem with 2, is that... Two to me has some of the very worst of like eighties wrestling of bear hugs and just shit that just sucks so much. Like a boxing match. Well,
1: the boxing match is yeah, like, terrible. Yeah, just the battle royals okay. The
0: stalling um, George Steele Macho Man thing. Like uh oh, yeah, like George. There's the just horrible a, Orndorff Morocco right, opener. There's just a lot of that remnants of that early eighties style of let's kill time, and it's kind of boring and. It's, it's an a, awkward
1: show, too. It's,
0: it's just shitty. You know what I mean? The
1: celebrities are pretty much useless for the most part, right. except Bill Frelick.
0: At least with 32, <laughs> you still have modern wrestling matches that are modern in the sense that I say, like, they're Better because of years and years of build up and like just it's it's being in the future gives it yes. that like slight like edge like it's it's exciting. That's, Listen, I, I agree.
1: Yeah, if you were gonna tell me to rewatch one of them and I had the choice between WrestleMania two and thirty two, I'd rewatch two. But that doesn't make it better.
0: No, it's you're just rewatching my, two because it's the like, style is more yeah, my the, preference. The style is more your preference, but but yeah. you're
1: probably right in the sense that it, if what makes a good WrestleMania, I mean, at least thirty two has a couple of really good matches. That
0: ladder match is really. Really decent. And match. the
1: women's match is women's good too, The women's match Quinn. is
0: good, yeah. It's really that, that horrible last couple things. So the Undertaker and Shane till the main event are just atrocious.
1: I know, but 2 doesn't have anything really good except for those two tag matches, so that's where yeah. I'm having a problem here. <sighs> yeah, I, two's worse. Two's worse.
0: Yeah, it's gotta it be. Is. It's, it's, it is. It, it totally is. It, it, the whole 3 arenas thing. And, yeah, uh, it's close though. It's 32 co- is it, it really is. bad. Hey, I'm not saying it's not close. Okay, I just think that 32 just... It it has that slight advantage of being also the biggest ever WrestleMania arena. That's a little novel. I'm just like, as far as the two novelties are concerned, as far as the arena stuff, biggest wrestling crowd of all time versus... Um, versus three <laughs> dumpy arenas <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like a, half of a commentary team in each of them. Like undressing <laughs> like, the body, yeah, Ventura. Bad, yeah. like, bad audio,
1: yeah. Bad audio. I'm just,
0: I'm just saying. Like Lee Marshalls ring announcing, they have no one. Chet Copic. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying 32 is a great thing. It's, I'm just, it's shitty, uh, and that's why this is the, the, flush. But it's slightly better just because of production values. Okay, too, also, okay. you know?
1: fine. What's lock thirty two in below WrestleMania, meaning better than WrestleMania? And two. I have to
0: say this, I will say thirty two was disappointing because I thought it's horrible. I I really thought in my brain, oh man, they're going to go all out. I mean, this is going to break the WrestleMania three record, right? You of course, know? like this is this has got to be a really good WrestleMania, yeah. And no, no. Just are no. you sure it's not
1: worse than two? Final final chance here. I think it's worse than two, really. But I I also
0: I if I'm being like scientific, it's shitty though in my heart. <laughs> It's shittier than two. Okay. It's, but, but no, wait. <sighs> but on a scientific level, if I'm, if I'm one to one with the matches and everything, I, I, I can't in good conscience say it's worse than two. Like, I just, I can't for a british bulldog's match that's basically what you're saying puts it over the whole show yeah you're right that, okay that all right it isn't really that good but it's only good because Gorilla hypes it for 45 years after that's true. it's over like My dream team had a it, nightmare of the rest we spot. say it's good but it, it, it's okay like, all right. it's an okay match you're right. right for the time it was yeah. great i guess right yeah.
1: okay fine 32 we'll take the number 2 slot okay right. wrestlemania 2 stays that's the worst. that's fine that's fine now 13
0: i think i think it's the
1: best one on this list so far i, I would, was just going to say if it's going to fight it out with anyone it's 9 so let's compare this one to one ratio again because now we have a real. These are good comparisons. They're only yeah. four years apart. It seems like a lifetime, right? But mm-hmm. they're only four years apart. Right. They're both the, the same length. They're both in front of the same size crowd. And they're both during a period where the WWF was not hot. Right. 97 would get better, 93 would get worse, but they're both at a crossroads.
0: Here's the thing that I think is the problem with 13 even being on the flush. That Austin Brett thing, it is so good. That it saves the whole show. But one match does not a WrestleMania make. This is true. However, when one match is quite possibly, to a lot of people, not just you and me, like, I'm not even... To me, it's not even the best match of all time. No, me neither, but it's one of the... It's one of the... And that's the thing. It's like, it contains one of the greatest wrestling matches ever. Okay. Like, it's like, how do you even say that it's even... In the same realm as these pieces of shit.
1: Okay, that's fair, Quinn. Right. And I'll I'll run with that point. Yeah. But let's at least compare some tangibles here. Uh, WrestleMania 9 feels more like a WrestleMania than 13. At least, that's right? That's true. It's, different. It, it's not in that Rosemont toilet. That's the thing about 13. 13 feels like it could have been in-your-house.
0: It does. Everything I, about I, it. I will say, and that's... You have to remember also the time they were trying to save money on stuff. They weren't going to, like... They were, yeah. They weren't going to, like, go to some big... Thing.
1: They, they barely were able to fill the Alamo Dome by papering. It, right. You and know? They,
0: but they, but I will say this they brought the goods when it came to that one match. They really made it worth the time for people to be there. I agree. That match was so good. It really is. Daddy, like, if you if everything else was shit, that papery was good because of that match. Yeah, I mean, 13
1: wins in the best match department. Right. Clearly. Like, the best yeah. match of nine is what? The Head Shrinkers, Steiners, or Brett Yoko? I mean, seriously. Yeah, none
0: of those matches even touched right.
1: that. So, so, in the best match department, 13. 13 clearly wins, right? And in terms of historical importance and what happened and in this that match. Even,
0: to me, it's not even in a Meltzer match kind of way. It's just, no, this is like genuinely like entertaining yeah. and good wrestling. Emotional. It's like emotional. It's got like everything.
1: But that's all 13 has, I think, on 9.
0: I yeah, really it's think all it has only... on all of these shows. Yeah. But all of these shows are bad. So it's like, what do <sighs> Th- you say? 13,
1: what's Intercontinental title matches? Tatanka, Sean is better than Rocky Sultan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tag title matches... Is there one? Oh, the Money Inc. Oh God! Yeah. Versus the Don't. the Hulkamaniac. Uh, mm-hmm. What are they called? The Megamaniacs? Megamaniacs, I think. Good Lord! Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. the Owen at, Bulldog match is, def- is better. Yeah, it's definitely worse there. Commentary is more fun at nine. Clearly, Bobby Heenan. <laughs> Savage. Although I will say
0: at um at um this pay per view the thirteen or whatever, it's uh, good. It's okay. It's not bad. It's, Vic wasn't that annoying. You got Vic and Jr. and King, right? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it really is. That, that's I can't really crap on the commentary there because actually. Nine is actually a worse team because no. It's, it's no, it's young Jr. Macho good. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, wait, and Bobby's there. He could palm the ring. <laughs> yeah, <Bob. laughs> no, they, it, no, they're hanging from the rafters. Listen, here. 13's definitely actually better. No, I, I have to. maybe, <laughs> you're, maybe I, you're just. I it's have that, fond it's reminiscence. That of know, 93 thing, but you can't like honestly uh, look at that side by side and say it's better because it's not even Jr. JR's not even like he's like where am I practically? Yeah, he's horrible. I'm wearing a toga, my yeah. first time. Yeah, it's not good. Hogan wins. Hogan by <laughs> yeah. the title. Yeah. Hogan and the cover. No, No, you're right. Okay, fine. We cannot.
1: JR's uh, better at thirteen. Yeah, he's better there, and he's
0: not. Yeah, no, it has to be thirteen. Fine, on that one.
1: fine, fine, fine. Okay. Well, again, I think the overall feel of nine is more fun.
0: Yeah. More energetic. No, true. Happier. I will say, looking back at that um Chicago Street Fight thing, just thinking about it, it's actually like it's not that bad. No like, going down. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're right. It's it's not horrible. It's just like we said, it's in a terrible spot on the card. I think
1: nine, though, from start to finish, is a more entertaining watch overall. Overall. But thirteen has the highest peak you could possibly have you in a shit in yeah. a shit valley.
0: It's like that match is up there as far as good WrestleMania matches with um steamboat savage
1: rock austin warrior savage. And savage warrior hogan
0: and then some of the modern great matches like sean and the undertaker right that kind of stuff yeah, like you're right it's, it's it totally is at that level
1: you're right i mean there's no way around that so you think just for that match alone we can edge it above nine like edge it better than
0: nine i'm saying yeah i think it's i think it's a better <sighs> I, th- I see it. <laughs> i think it's better
1: this is really hard because
0: i it's so hard to like that match is such a monkey wrench I know. Because that's the it, thing. it is so, it's just ridiculous. Like, some people might put it on their favorite WrestleManias. Just like, because of that match, right? Yeah, because that match is just that unbelievable.
1: And nine is, again, the problem with nine, nothing remarkable happens, really. Like, nothing, yeah. no, no, match-wise, nothing. There's the Hogan surprise. Mm-hmm. Brett drags a good match out of Yoko, but
0: who cares, really, right, right in the long term. I, I think I have a, a detail that I put 13 over the top here. Go ahead. Thirteen essentially launched Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, all right. I, I mean, in terms of historical impact, it's, thirteen had a lot
1: more than nine because oh, of yeah. that angle.
0: It's such a big deal. It's it, such a seismic shift. From that point on, it's like Austin to the moon. Yeah, like, it's like he is the best thing ever.
1: And to be fair to the Undertaker, even though it wasn't like the greatest reign, at least he got to win the belt at WrestleMania. It finally
0: Ended the whole like. Six Listen, years like they, of bullshit. Yeah, him having to deal with, you know, all these stupid situations. Fat people, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Finally made him a main eventer. Right. Okay, let's, let's let 13 be the best one so far. We'll okay. put it at number four. I agree with your reasoning. It's because of that match and that match only. Had that match been mediocre, yeah,
0: even, this is shooting yeah. way up. Even if it was a good match but wasn't, like, a great match. Yeah. Even if it was a good match, like a great match, and it didn't have historical impact, it was just a great match in a sea of matches. Yeah, like it's 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 like right place, the right time. Everything about it is perfect. You're right. I it can't, does it does everything it needs to do. I'm not gonna I'm and not gonna it, even attempt to argue that. Yeah, and it just it, it's perfect and oh. it launches Stone Cold Steve Austin.
1: It really does. Alright, so let's lock in WrestleMania 13 at the bottom of the list, which means it's the best one on right. the worst Being list. Being at so the far. bottom is the good thing. That's part. what you want, right? So that'll be number four. So let's run down the list here. Let us here look at the <laughs> updated Royal Flush for week two. At number one, it's WrestleMania two. Holding on strong That's the right. worst <laughs> WrestleMania. Followed by WrestleMania 32. Number three, WrestleMania. Nine and number four, WrestleMania thirteen. That is the worst of the WrestleManias. Let us know yours. Of course, you can do that on Twitter. You can email us or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, we are going to take a look at a very interesting piece in the extreme championship wrestling history. That's coming up right after this. The only question that remains is will the number 13 be lucky or unlucky for Stone Cold Steve Austin tonight, the submission match?
0: You can damn well bet it's going to be
1: an unlucky number for Bret Hart. But let me just say this. A submission match is not my kind of match. Do I know a whole lot of wrestling holds? Hell no, I don't. But I'll beat the hell out of you till you do say I quit. You sit there every time you get on TV and say you've been screwed. Let me just tell you this, son. I ain't bringing a condom to the ring. I'm bringing a hell of a can of more Stone Cold Steve Austin ready for his submission match. Right now we want to go to Doc Hendricks who's standing by. No! God, please, no! No! Hey! And now, back to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Oh! And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 123. Thanks for being with us here. Before we get into one of the worst things I've ever watched. Yeah, same. <laughs> honestly, Same. I'm not even joking. No, it's really bad. Let's uh, shout out a few friends of the show, fellow podcasters, grinding their way through the independent podcasting circuit. Let's start with the wrestling podcast about nothing, W-P-A-N. Two guys that have worked in the business, Quinn. One of them is very retired as a referee. He's
0: the most retired ref I know. Seriously. More retired than Earl Hebner. Oh, I think he much more retired. Sometime. Yeah.
1: His name is Mean Mike Crockett. He is the meanest of the Mike's, Quinn. The biggest of the daddies. That's right. And he hosts a show with a wrestler. That's right. It is one half of the bouncers, yep. the brawler, Brian Malonis. Or the Wine City Whaler, as we call him. As here. we call him, yes. And he will always be. be city well or to us. that's right but these guys host a great show they take their perspective as people that have worked in the business but also grew up as fans they add all that together we'll do an interview sometimes from somebody within the new england mat wars it's a great time check out the wrestling podcast about nothing wpan and don't ever miss on thursdays Greetings from Allentown Quinn. It is critically acclaimed. I
0: hear they're writing a script for a uh, <laughs> like a movie. Oh, he's about, getting a movie treatment. About, like, yeah, they're writing a treatment about the, the rise of Petey Winston yes. in the podcast world. That's he's right. So revolutionary. So revolutionary. Critically <laughs> acclaimed. That's I, right. I don't even understand how.
1: He's the best. Uh, it's greetings from Allentown, GF Allentown, Petey Winston, a one man show. He'll take an episode of Old Rasslin', and while he reviews that over the course of an hour and a half, you're going to get asides, anecdotes, stories, jokes, Ron Kittle, Cat cat medicine treatments. (laughs) Cat medicine treatments. Sometimes a ride home from a wedding. You never know with GF Allentown. You never really know. So check it out on Thursdays. Greetings from Allentown. And also check out, if you like your retro wrestling fried, check out our friends south of the border. It is Booking the Territory with Mike Mills and his crew. They do two shows, Quinn. Oh, do they? Two shows, yes. That's more than we do. We only do one show. No, we do. We do a lot of things. Three shows, actually. (laughs) But But check out Booking the Territory because what do is they go south of that Mason and Dixon line, and they talk about the NWA, the, the good stuff, the 605 time slot, you know, the Crockett era. Turner time. Turner time there, and they also do Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So they are the unprofessional wrestling podcast, and they keep it real classy. It is Booking the Territory with Mike Mills. So our three friends of the show, we've got the wrestling podcast about nothing, G, F, Allentown, and Booking the Territory. But, Quinn, speaking of territories, we're heading into uncharted territories here yeah it sure
0: is also just a territory (laughs) it's not anything special
1: now several episodes ago in a different season in the galaxy far far away quinn and i reviewed the first episode proper of ecw hardcore tv back when they were still eastern they weren't extreme yet. episode one april of 93 yep fledgling company you know eastern championship wrestling based out of philadelphia grew out of the tri-state wrestling alliance joel Goodart in the early 90s but what happened to appear in our mailbox recently is an old rusty tape.
0: Yep, another tape. We another, all these VHS tapes. All these
1: old rusty tapes appear in our mailbox. This one was the ECW Pilot from 1992.
0: Yes, now, Pilot. Pilot! Unbelievable that that even is a thing. So this
1: young little upstart wrestling company here, headed by Todd Gordon, was attempting to find itself a television deal. And what they did is they had a Pilot tape where they combined some matches that they had filmed And they shopped it around different TV stations to try to get themselves on television. I don't know if this pilot successfully sold them for their eventual April show, but I wouldn't imagine so. This is something that I had never seen before. Mm -hmm. I was only recently, and I know you too, Quinn, made aware of its existence. I am going to tell you folks, and I know you agree, Quinn, this is one of the worst things.
0: Yeah, it was uh, pretty awful. I never want to see it again. I never will. It, it, was one of, it, it contains probably two of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. Seriously, I, yes. Um, Agreed. And I don't even understand how they even got on TV. <laughs> right, this. exactly. It, it was unbelievable, really. It was
1: really bad. So join us in the misery, if you will, folks, as we review the ECW Pilot from 1992 what was interesting, Quinn, is we open with that same long way to the top rip-off song as there is in the first episode from '93. Right,
0: it's a shitty opening. Just it's it it's just shows same... a bunch of old people in yeah. it, and it. You know, Nightheart, Morocco, you know, Balomo, yeah. just Nikolai, <laughs> Nicholas, yeah. yeah, Jimmy Snuka, yeah. It, it, it's the same shitty opening, um, metal music, and yep. just junk. Same and I, thing. I, I don't. I, there's nothing really to say about it because I think we said all we needed to say yep. about it the first time.
1: So our opening blue screen graphic here. Now, this blue screen thing. Let's, it's literally let's, a blue let's screen. Let's comment
0: on this because this seems to be like very like this is a pilot, right? So we're just going to like this is the people in this match and here's the match. Yeah, like, there's that's no like hosts to start no the show. no nope. commercials or anything like that. No, no, no. no. Yeah.
1: So the opening graphic here points out that the first match is the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo versus Damian Stone.
0: Who? What? <laughs> uh Yay, I guess. I, I don't know. Like. We know Cairo. Cairo sucks balls. <laughs> he sucks anyway, though. Yeah, and who's Damien Stunt? <laughs> I don't
1: know. He's, he's a piece of shit, apparently. So we are live, quote unquote, from what looks to be—I don't know—a
0: food court, a Sam Ash store. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> it looks like total shit. Okay, lots of Miller Lite banners. <laughs> it seems to me at first. This is before I see the rest, where I see the food court mm-hmm. portion. But it looks like a like commercial gym, right? But it was converted into a bar, which was then converted back to a 1990s Jack lane just for tonight. <laughs> Jack lane It's horrible. Go. It's a
1: really bad venue. Yeah. So, Welcome to the Jungle Hits. Yes, that song. That yeah, was that. current in 92. And Damien wanders out from the... Pretzel stand or
0: something, acting all assy. I like how people boo even though he's new and we know nothing about him. <laughs> Maybe just because like, he looks like an asshole. Like, yeah, I don't know. And his, he's got Precious in his name or something. Yeah, Precious Damien Stone. Get it? Because Stone, there's Precious There's no Stone. reason to boo him.
1: You don't even well, know like if he's bad or not. He is using an outdated song. That's true. Yeah, that Axel. I don't know who's doing their sound, but the music cuts off abruptly as the crowd or one guy in the crowd chants, New York sucks! New York sucks. We will rock you now plays for
0: Tommy Cairo. Couldn't he have picked something, you know, a little less? Typical, <laughs> yeah, I like, know. What a generic it's thing, It's so right? like, oh, I've seen sports before. <laughs> you know, like, that's like what it felt like yeah, right there.
1: So, Dick Graham finally decides to join us here on commentary. So, before we get to anything else. Yes. Yes. That Dick Graham. Yeah, you know, the
0: guy from the Spectrum and all that bullshit.
1: The guy that doesn't really know anything about wrestling, but he worked for, like, the Prism Network or something. He he, knows about sports. He knows about sports. He's got a grandfatherly Ted Koppel-esque quality to him. I don't know. Good evening. This is a new broadcast in the sense that it is permanent and will
0: continue after the Iran crisis is over. What's I up? wouldn't call him copple? He's a little copply, you he's, don't think? He's slightly Copley, I, I don't know, I don't I don't think but, of him that way. But he's, you know, hi
1: fans, welcome to the Spectrum, you know. He's just a can- guy who works at the TV station, <laughs>
0: that's like that's like what he is to me. So
1: they tapped him for this pilot, I guess. So. I don't
0: even understand how. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't okay. know
1: he was still doing things. This is 92. the thing about
0: this Philly stuff in general, how does everyone know each other and like, well, I don't know, if you're just a fan, you could say, I want to start a TV show. Like you know what I mean? Like right. it, this just seems like it was a thing back then.
1: Well, maybe it was Quinn. Maybe someone knew Dick Graham, and they're like, "Hey, you want to do this?" He's like, "I don't care." Yeah, it's like, is there a d- bar? Does,
0: yeah, does he have a? Does he have like a wife and kids, or like how does he have time for all this? He's shit? probably
1: retired. I mean, I he's know. old but anyway. Tommy Cairo makes his way out as our color commentator. Stately Wayne
0: Manor shits yeah. all over New Jersey. It's so- horrible. First of all, though, Stately Wayne. First, is, his, <laughs> is his first name Stately? I
1: I think that's his nickname. Is his middle name Wayne? No, that's his first name.
0: Where's your manners, Manner? So is Stately? Is that like his? Is Stately like the nickname? Right? I think so. And his, his name is Wayne Manor. Yeah. Now I get the joke, Batman. and yeah, all that. they would always say Stately Wayne Manor. Yes, correct. But- this seems a bit of a reach as far as this nickname is concerned. Well, we I, I, I don't know. I don't we, know about you. We should
1: ask Stately Wayne because he does follow us on Twitter. Now, right. Stately Wayne Manor, folks, if you've never heard of him, he was a writer uh, for the Weekly World News, a few other publications, including some uh, wrestling magazines, not the after mags, Ah, shit!
0: Don't call them the After Mags.
1: Not those mags, okay? But you know other wrestling magazines, and maybe even maybe some of the Western mags.
0: Is Weekly World News? Does that have any? The fake do- tabloid. Yeah, I was just gonna know ask. That? Is that like National Enquirer? Or it's something? like
1: it's intentionally bad. Remember that's the one <laughs> so that makes like shit up. So it's like the Onion or something. Yeah, it's okay. almost like the Onion. Okay, but anyway, he did do some commentary here for ECW, so he's here. He says that there's odor eaters on every bridge, in New Jersey. He, I mean, he's
0: right. Hey, listen, I'm he
1: already is right. like.
0: I've seen like him on our Twitter, and I'm not even trying I to like be him, mean, but hey, you're shitting on Jersey, hey man. Like, and I know you did this years ago, but you you started it. You started it, pal. We're Jersey guys, that's right. And, you know you you get what you deserve when you say stuff like that. And the metal lens does smell. It does. And so does the Linden Refinery.
1: But it's we know our that smell. It's our damn smell, Stately. Wayne, yeah. whatever your name is. Anyway, lockup. up, which Damien wins, and Dick Graham's like, Oh, a little pushy-shovey there! Oh, a little
0: pushy-shovey! Dick Graham is literally the best thing they have at this I know. point. Like isn't that and sad? Everything sucks. Like this is he, and he's not even good. No, he's not good. He's not, but he's literally the best thing they have. <laughs>
1: the only shred of like professionalism they have is. And Dick he's Graham. not even being
0: professional.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. Clara with a shove of his own, leading to our first Woo! from dick graham damian bells it gets brought back in the hard way over the top as we see a proud
0: miller light local baseball poster in the back (laughs) it's real it it looks like chinese characters but i think that's just listing champions or something but it's so So blurry on the tape and i can't tell (laughs) but it it actually looks like chinese characters it does yeah but it's i did make out miller light and baseball chinese character you mean like bruce lee (laughs) no 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 like the characters like you know chung lee yeah no not
1: Hey. Okay. Big snap suit play by Cairo. As Stately incorrectly says, that Cairo did that suit play like Davy Boy Smith, but pretty sure you meant dynamite kid there stately wayne by the way the audio is oh, total God.
0: ass it's like i don't even know how to describe it. it's like crinkly <laughs> it's like it's like <gasps> like yeah, it's, it's like bad. it's not even like yeah it's like it's like wavy i don't <laughs> yeah. even, like where the volume's going up and down i yeah. don't even know if you can simulate it's that but it's yeah phasing. it's
1: phasing yeah and dick graham's mic sounds like it's covered in pudding i swear
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really <laughs> bad
1: <laughs> but like stately sounds fine it's weird anyway side headlock by damien he stays in control for a while inverted atomic drop now by damien as stately says oucheth as they say in old england
0: oucheth as they say in old england shut up wayne what does that even mean wait a sec i need to ask now oucheth oucheth because that's how they say it in england of course of course they've never said that before anyway is stately wayne supposed to be english is that part of the gimmick no then what the hell is he talking about? he's bored he's just saying shit oucheth Oucheth. I've never heard an English person say that in my life. <laughs> I've n- I don't think they do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. I don't think anyone does. Anyway, another bad headlock weird. here by Damien. As Cairo comes back and they brawl outside the ring with Cairo hitting a body slam on the unpadded floors. Damien gets back in the ring, hits a slam of his own, followed by a leg drop before heading up top. Cairo tosses him off by the balls.
0: Damien is like shitty Paul Roma. <laughs> he stinks so much, she Joe. He is really he bad. He bad. So we get another Dick Graham catchphrase.
1: I mean, fans, don't you love it? Don't you really love it? Mm. No, we don't, dick. We hate it. We hate it, actually. Horribly botched sit out powerbomb by Cairo gets the win. Like,
0: complete ugh. Yeah. Like, ill. Like, you know, Ew. I <laughs> thought that he was going to kill him yeah, it when was he did that. Like, he landed on his neck. It is no wonder that Tommy Cairo became, like, as soon as Paul saw him, he made him a big jobber. your like, image Sandman, right? Yeah, like, he's just like, you're shitty Sandman, you're gonna have this <laughs> one feud with them and lose, and that's gonna be the end of you. Like, that's
1: literally what Paul did with That it. is what happened, yeah. yeah. You're shitty Sandman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> shitty Beatles. The shitty Beatles, are they any good?
1: They suck. So Stately Wayne Manor now proclaims that you only get matches like this in ECW, not in other wrestling federations, where some big star... Goes against a guy you've never heard of. And you know what, Quinn? He's right. Because here in ECW, it's two guys you've never heard of.
0: against each other. So I guess it's fair.
1: he's, He's right. Uh, anyway, Damien attacks Kyra outside, which the announcers just they ignore. They
0: don't even say anything. And then, like, at the end of it, like, after he's, like, still beating up Dick Graham's like, oh, and this is fantastic. It's so impressive. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what? he sounds drunk.
1: Dick, yeah, he yeah, like, probably was.
0: D- it sounds like he's not even watching either.
1: Like <laughs> He does, I swear, folks, they ignore the heel beatdown the whole time. <laughs> just like, uh,
0: <laughs> they're just talking amongst themselves. ECW's cool, I guess. Like, you know, as this stuff's happening.
1: <sighs> Next up, Quinn, as our graphic tells us, it's the wild man Sal Bolomo versus the anvil Jim Neidhart with an
0: unnecessary D in his name before the T. I didn't even notice. Neidhart. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> also, Neidhart, what the hell? He, is Salty Bullies here? Like, why is he here?
1: she's oh, Salty Bully. <laughs> oh, salty Bully. And
0: Quinn, also, Stevie
1: Wonderful is here. Ugh,
0: him again. <laughs> yeah, remember him?
1: He was the color man on the first actual he episode. He's horrible.
0: <laughs> He's like Humperdink. But somehow yes. worse. He really is like, like Humperdink. If, if there could be a worse Humperdink, this is him. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying that. I know. Because Humperdink <laughs> is like the worst manager I've <laughs> ever seen the worst. in my life. Yeah,
1: yeah. So shitty Humperdink leads the wild Renaissance Gladiator version of Sal Bolomo out to the ring. And I have to admit, Quinn, this is the best Sal Bolomo so ever was. So much better than 1982 Sal Bolomo. He's like, awesome. A lot
0: better. Because at least he looks cool. He has charisma. He does. Yeah.
1: He really does. Uh, Neidhart then charges out in his 1989 Heart Foundation attire. Yep, that's all it, it that is.
0: Not even trying to change that up. Nope. And a guy in the crowd's like, fuck them up. At least they're into it. Like, this is the first time we hear some excitement out of the crowd. They're like, oh, somebody that is from WF is here? Good. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. So, Blomo stays out of
1: the ring as Dick again wants to know if we love it. Uh, No, No, we we don't, don't, Dick. Nobody loves it. No.
0: I also like how Dick keeps calling the manager Stevie Wonder (laughs) and complaining about everything the whole time while also getting excited. Like, I don't even understand how he does that. The Stevie Wonder thing (laughs) is amazing because I remember when I first watched the last episode, I thought his name was Steve be wonder mm-hmm. so it's only natural that Dick would get confused as well. Yeah,
1: because it's not like he gives a shit. Yeah, and he does complain about like everything, and he's also excited. It's just a yeah. very Dick Graham. It's a Dick Graham showcase for you, if you will. You yep. know, which it's the Dick Graham show. Yeah, this is the Dick Graham showing. <laughs> Dick picks lock up. Stop. I'm sorry, lock up an anvil with some biting Irish whip and forum and Bologna bells all the way down to the bar with wonderful. I <laughs> know I'm not kidding. Like they literally walk There's all the way down to the bar. That's real. <laughs> so Nightheart just waits patiently in the ring, but gets distracted by Wonderful, allowing Blomo to attack from behind, but Neidhart stays in control anyway, hits a crappy back body drop, followed by a body slam, and it sounds like Dick Graham is by himself for this one, I noticed. like, Yeah, he I don't hear stately at all. So here's the reason why I suppose we should mention this now. This is not all from one event, although it looks like it is. Right. There They're a couple of weeks apart. Uh, some of these matches are from June, and some are from July of 92. It
0: is a pilot. It it's is a pilot. Like, so it's supposed to be a showcase of the best of ECW. If this is the best they had, it that's wait till amazing. we get, wait till we get, get, get <laughs> oh, more God. into this because Woo! It's Dick, no wonder that they had trouble with TV deals their whole existence. Don't you just love it, Quinn? Yeah.
1: I mean, don't you really
0: love it? Yeah, thanks, Dick. <laughs> Neidhart misses a corner charge, and I'm suddenly hoping Sal Balomo wins. I'm, like, rooting for Belomo. But- you know, I was the same way. It's right? funny you say that, because I was like, I don't give a shit about Jim Neidhart. He sucks. Right. Like, I, Sal Balomo's like, new and unique with his new look and stuff. Yes. It's like, I kind of want him to win. No, but uh, Wonderful nails his
1: own man by mistake, allowing Anvil to get the cheap win. Just awful, but at least it was short. and then that- Nightheart drags Wonderful into the ring with help from Don Morocco and kicks his ass. And then Anvil just beats down Wonderful for a while. Yeah, and shows off his fat <laughs> while he does it. Because
0: like, he has a straps down, right? He has his right? straps down, and you can see his, like, gut, like, <laughs> protruding out. So horrible. This is the showcase of the superstars right here. Right. It sucks. Speaking of fat,
1: Morocco again waddles his way into the ring, but now he just beats
0: up Anvil. Dick is, like, so shocked, and he, he says they were old friends and all this. When? Because they, like, knew each other oh, in the, WF. Yeah, like, once. they worked at the same <laughs> employer for I, a little I guess, bit. Like, right? I, I don't understand that. I don't remember them being friendly. That, that big alliance
1: between Don Morocco and Jim <laughs> Nyhart back in WF. Great team. Yeah. Uh, Someone, I think it was the Metal Maniac tries to make the save, but Morocco beats him up too. Did you oh, know that's who that was? Who
0: the, uh, yeah, I was just calling him like Warrior Paint. Or I think something. it's Metal Maniac, right? Like, uh, yeah, he I stinks. Forget. He was in that first episode, though, wasn't yes. he? Yeah, Metal Maniac. Ugh.
1: By the way, Don Morocco looks like he spent three or four of his last days at the bar like i'm surprised when he ran out nobody yelled norm <laughs> that's how
0: round this guy well, is to folks be fair to morocco as we've seen in other stuff like the wrestling classics like it's always been his like look to look out of shape <laughs> except in 88 for some reason right Well, because he like he lost like just i always noticed during that run he lost like a little bit of weight but not a lot just, enough. just <laughs> enough to make him look like oh he's strong right like, and he was with billy graham with, yeah and then he know. just kind of kept that weight off for a couple months and then he was just fat morocco yeah because he's like well i'm back to the my old ways you know i'm the big slob that acts like he's good (laughs) i know we get a
1: quick shot of todd gordon in the crowd and morocco just fats around in the ring posing for a while next up we hear our ring announcer saying we're gonna have our main event okay quinn main event time
0: we're like 17 (laughs) minutes into this i swear and there's an hour
1: yeah that Uh, doesn't go well no it doesn't bode well those
0: those two things a lot of time left and this is the main event i never want to see that that's very bad uh, and yeah, it's the Super Destroyers again. Remember them versus yeah. Nightbreed? Please don't tell me this is how those fat-ass Super Destroyers won the belts that we saw in episode one.
1: We'll see. Uh, so we get the Friday the 13th music playing, Quinn. So
0: lame. I know. Like Just cheesy, right? Like, could you right? Like, pick anything dumber? These, Maybe these the music. Halloween music. I understand the music choices are of the time, but they sound really poor compared to those '80s music choices. For, I like, agree. From Vince and stuff. I agree, but also Friday the
1: Thirteenth wasn't like new or anything. Didn't no one care anymore by the early no, '90s? No, but I mean,
0: in the early '90s, it was still a cool theme. It was just it was. like one, you know, kids in the '90s. It's like oh, like it's like Mike Myers and all this crap.
1: Well, no better place to cater to kids than at a bar.
0: Yeah. So the
1: awful Super Destroyers make their way down with Hunter Q Robbins the Turd. You
0: know him. Dick kind of giggles, like all drunk <laughs> at this oh, point. Oh, like, oh. oh there's <laughs> Hunter Q again. <laughs> 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 okay, do not well, you love it? i going to sip him on Jack here. It's like, I, he's hideous. <laughs>
1: he is bad. Todd Gordon wanders down around the ring holding up the tag belts Very for some reason. Very prestigious belts. And then he gives them to the ref, like. Did they forget to have them in the ring? So the owner had to bring them out? I'm not kidding. Yeah, he brings them out and then Molecule
0: holds them out. Yeah, up it is this, Bill like, Molecule the yeah, whole
1: time. Yeah. Jim Molyneux. Yeah, <laughs> not, whatever. Molecule. Yeah, mean. Bill Molecule. Apparently, Quinn, yes, this is the finals of the tag tournament, even though no one explained that. We just have to like figure I it out. I didn't even. How did you figure that out? I, I didn't know. It that. Up. Uh, Who any- else is in
0: said tournament? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Nightbreed finally enters as a waitress walks by. And yes, I'm serious.
0: There's some guy dressed like a creepkeeper next to them, and what the hell is this Halloween bullshit? Like, what what is all this? It's like you got like the Death Creeper ride, Death and, Creeper, like a guy that looks like Mrs. Dad, and like I <laughs> just, just all these stupid guys, some guy that's a shitty Ultimate Warrior. Like, <laughs> it's... it's all horrible. What is this show? It's
1: terrible. So so Hunter Q. Robbins says something on the mic, but I legitimately can't understand him because the sound quality the terrible. is so yeah, bad it's yeah it's awful and i have no idea who nightbreed are i looked them up their names are glenn osborne that's mr miz of course and mr miz right yeah that's what you said right a young yep. mr miz young
0: mr miz that's when he wrestled
1: and max thrasher who is not in the headbangers neither of them became anything, they never were anything, and they're both very, very dirty, just for the record here. Uh, Dick Graham is again solo, so this is from the same taping without uh. Stately, as Thrasher and one of the Destroyers start, and they mainly just walk around for a while. <laughs>
0: Joe, this match is... I can't even... It's This is the worst... One of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life, and I'm not, like, trying to overstate it. Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's so really,
1: bad. This, it's so boring that I'm actually looking in the reflections of the large CRTs that are mounted behind the I ring, trying
0: to see tr- what's back there. Like, what is going on? I'm more concerned about the rest of right. this mall or right. whatever than I am what's going on in the ring.
1: Dick Graham is even like, not too much action right now, which <laughs> that might be his most poignant moment ever on commentary, just saying that. A like, a good description. It really is. Thrasher takes control with a crossbody and a snapmare before tagging out to Osborne, who gets immediately taken down with a forearm. I
0: hate this! It's so bad. It's
1: so slow. Like, and,
0: I don't even think Joe fully described the amount of nothing that's ho- happening like, before that. Right.
1: Like, We'd have to like do five minutes of stalling to describe the stalling.
0: Right. It was all like arm ringer and- and like walking, I'm gonna like ho- I'm gonna like hold your leg, kind of, and like <laughs> sit, for, like like it's just so it's so bad. that it's like they don't know what to do. <laughs> I know it's and, terrible. Like, Ultimate Warrior version, but not that's Max Thrasher, not Mister Miz, no. the other one. Yeah, Max Thrasher, Max Thrasher. He's like literally sits on his ass, like in a leg lock, for like I want to say seven minutes. Yeah, something like and, that. And they're like angling for this hot tag the whole time <laughs> that just never seems to come.
1: Yeah, I know. The other Destroyer comes in leading Dick to bitch at the ref for the interference. See, Gorilla taught him well all those shows down in Philly. And as I type that, Dick says, "Come on, give him a break." <laughs> some old lady with a purse leaves in the background. This is just a piece of shit.
0: Zero people care. <laughs> by the no way, zero. Like the crowd is dying. They're, like they're, yeah. this is killing the crowd.
1: Well, it's literally just a large man in black swishy pants and a junky mask laying on some guy's leg the whole time. It is. There's nothing to get excited it's about. Real main event here. <laughs> There's also an overhead ceiling fan spinning away above the ring. You notice that? Terrible.
0: <laughs> More so like- all, it's all bad folks more leg work as i noticed that dick graham is actually facing the hard camera i saw that too but i didn't know if it was him because it's i him. didn't see his mouth moving with it so i'm wondering if like he, it's so blurry that's why do you think they did the actual commentary and post no it's it's live okay. i can tell but it's kind of how the
1: commentators you see them in the royal rumble for snes where, yeah, they're yeah. The ring. where
0: you can like see their faces <laughs> yeah. for reasons and
1: dick is just about as animated as that uh the agonizingly boring leg work continues here as some random person says something into the mic They're triple-teaming now, which Dick acknowledges. I told you. They're triple-teaming now. Was it just a
0: fan that leaned over? Did like that he, even happen? Triple yeah, teaming? No. Uh, <laughs> what, is that, what is that idiot talking about? No, there's more leg work, Quinn. The crowd is bored. I'm bored. Lots of knee work. Bury my shell at wounded knee. <laughs> like, it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad.
1: And you know, Quinn, I realize it's actually the ring announcer talking. Like, he's literally sitting next to Dick, and he just leans over. because yeah, he's bored, too. And he's saying shit. And we don't know if he knows he's being picked up on the mic or not. So anyway, an elderly couple hold hands and walk
0: past the hard camera towards the bar. Why does this even exist? Ah, Why? (laughs) Why? Why does it exist? This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Here's another great
1: Dick Graham line. This is brutal.
0: (laughs) why would you even show this to a television <laughs> thing or whatever? This is the big tryout. You're going to throw this match on right? There had to be matches on the undercard uh, that were better than this. There had to be, right? Yeah.
1: God, Osborne comes in. That's Mrs. dad. Uh, leading to an illegal switch by the Destroyers. As I watch Dick Graham in the background take a long <laughs> drink of a, something that I'm sure had some type of hops or barley or yeast in it. Of course it did. The ring announcer just mutters more shit into the mic. Leg, leg, leg. Leg, leg, leg. This literally is one of the most boring matches I've ever seen in Folks, my life. they've
0: been in a leg lock for at least 10 minutes. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah.
1: Literally like 10 minutes of just leg work and stalling. So a waitress takes an order rather close to where Dick Graham is seated as Thrasher tags in to no reaction whatsoever.
0: Fuck this match. Yeah, oh my God. How are we even still talking about it right now?
1: The best part is, is he gets the hot tag and gets his ass kicked. And then Hunter, Hunter Q, uh, the turd here, hits Thrasher with his cane, leading to a destroyer hitting a leg drop that was dangerously close to being in Sid Vicious break your leg territory. The Destroyers are now, Quinn, the first ever ECW World Tag Team Champions.
0: Nobody cares! This is the worst match in the history of us reviewing stuff. I swear! It's so bad. (laughs) I don't know any other
1: adjective to describe it. I don't
0: know how this, of all shows, this is it. We found it. This is the worst thing I've ever seen us have. Like, like, As far as one match is concerned, this... Was the word it was just sitting on your ass and holding someone's leg as Dick Graham doesn't know what to say <laughs> stately's gone the waitresses ring are coming by waitresses are coming by the crowd's bored. The ring announcer doesn't even know he's on the mic <laughs> I, it, it was just all bad horrible. I never want to see anything with the Super Destroyers in it. Awful. Now, Mrs. Dad, I have sympathy for him. but well, of like, course. He's Mrs. Dad. But he's a nice guy. Everyone sucked at this. Oh, this is and terrible. Mrs. Dad
1: wasn't even part of the stalling. No, he was, all, he was outside the whole time yeah. until he came in to lose. So we get an almost-in-focus close-up of the Destroyers' belt as Dick Graham sounds like he's ready to go home.
0: Alright, first ever ECW Tag Team Champions, but boy, the crowd... The ringsiders are not buying it. Uh
1: Uh-uh. So anyway, next up, Quinn, on the graphic here, it's Jimmy Snuka versus... The ECW world champion, Johnny Hotbody, and this is a rematch because
0: Snooka was the first champion,
1: but Hotbody won the title from him, according to Staley Wayne Manor, who is now
0: back, thankfully. Thank God. Hopefully, Snooka just kills him here. Please, I beg you. Yeah, seriously. Because I do not want to watch, and I'm like, I look at the time thing, and I'm like, oh God, there's like 20 minutes left. I know, I'm hoping
1: there's like three more matches, Yeah. just because that means one of them won't be long. Right, exactly. But uh, anyway, Hotbody enters with a dumb pink coat, and his manager... The devious one, Don E. Allen, who's dressed like Mongo McMichael.
0: Hotbody looks like shitty Damien Demento, like, with his hair. Like, it's awful. Yeah, and his dumb coat, right? He looks like an idiot. Uh, Snook his WWF music hits because, hey, why the hell not? It is a good theme. And clearly no fuck's given about yeah. copyright here. Like, right. This, they're just trying to get on TV. True. Like they, yeah. nobody cares. This wasn't gonna
1: air. Yeah. Uh, Snooka walks out very slowly in his leopard print dress. Yeah, a
0: dress. By the way, he looks like utter shit. Horrible. Now really. I will say he's not as in bad condition as like even like a year after. No, this, but, but he
1: just looks bad. Yeah. He, he does doesn't look terrible. He doesn't look good. The crowd, or a few of them, chant nobody at Hotbody. Get a, kind it? Kind of they're, funny. Yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Snooka takes
0: literally about three minutes to take off and neatly fold his caveman costume. Now, I say here, get on with it, please. But really, I'll be asking this a lot more because <laughs> holy shit. Oh, this is just the beginning. The crowd hoos or whatever that noise is, that Snooka noise that Who? he randomly Who? started. Yeah, but that he day. didn't do that
1: in the 80s. Right? That was never a noise. By by, by
0: that point, he did it. That was in his 1990 run he used to do that. Why? Because he did. But he didn't used to. No, Why did he start hooing? He, st- he just did. I don't know. That's a bunch of hooey. Yeah. <laughs> by this point in time, the who was a thing. Who? Yeah. St- who? <laughs> who? Well, who are these people?
1: I don't I've know. On this show. Stately Wayne pretends that he's JR doing a Japan match and brings up Bruiser Brody. I can't even believe he did that, <laughs> He actually. did. Yeah. It was Bruiser Brody. Can we start this match, <laughs> by the
0: way? Everyone's just walking around <laughs> again. We get a hot body sucks chant. Still no wrestling. Oh, my God. Just fucking wrestle. It's like, horrible. I want to say we're about six minutes at this yeah, point. Yeah, about that. No wrestling. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Nothing. Hotbody and Alan wander out to the bar, but Todd Gordon reprimands them. Mm-hmm. Staley Wayne calls him Todd Rundgren for fun. <laughs> Gordon grabs the mic and yells at them to get in the ring and starts at 10 count. So Hotbody gets in at nine. Some guy walks by with a broom. How
0: is this real? <laughs> I think I looked at this point. And I, I swear to you. 10 minutes <laughs> between the entrance and still no wrestling. Right. How? How did they do this? First of all, we just watched, Joseph, we just watched... Yes, Michael. ...what I consider one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Are we really going to follow it up with a match that might be worse? They're topping uh,
1: themselves, folks.
0: How? <laughs> but impressive. This impressive. History is made. <laughs> Literally. I've never, this is terrible.
1: <laughs> Stately Wayne says he thinks he should keep his distance from Snooker. Well, yeah, if he doesn't want to get killed... Anyway, like you said,
0: Quinn, 10 minutes in, still no wrestling. It's all bad. Yes, it uh, is. nothing's even happening. Why is this even why is this even taped? Like why not just say you know what Record Fuck over it, it. it. <laughs> like, just we'll send something else out right. s- <laughs> then we do other shows don't right. we? we
1: tour Is this really the best they had? <sighs> the crowd chants boring as Snooken <sighs> now sits on the turnbuckles while Hotbody yells at the crowd. This is more like the ECW autopilot. Thank you very much. Uh, They dick around, no pun intended, with a test of strength before Hot Body finally lands a boot and rams Snooker in the turnbuckle. Yeah, it is. To no effect, of course. Hot Body battles side by Hotbody, Irish whip, shoulder block, leapfrog, but Snuka lands a very crummy-looking sidekick.
0: Wayne says this match has really gotten going now. Right as Hotbody bails out, even Dick is like, what match are you watching? Yeah. Like, like he literally goes to stall again as he was saying <laughs> that yeah. he's not stalling. Like When Dick Graham's, like, shitting on you, yeah. you know he- you know, like, you Dick Graham's problems. like, this sucks balls. Like, <laughs> you, 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 can, know you know he would say that if he could say like a bad word or something. Yeah. <laughs> what, what match are you watching?
1: That game we get a side headlock again by Hot Body. Snooka pushes off but gets kicked in the shoulder and choked on the rope. Snap Maren into a head scissors by Hot Body, which lasts longer than it should, until Hot Body finally goes up, hits a flying chop that has no effect, so Snooka rolls him up for two. People walk by the hard camera to leave. The crowd is
0: so bored. All you hear is like mumbling, yeah, like not yeah. even like booing. Yeah, like, just they're mumbling. Just, like, this, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I know. Like, and some people filing out. Yeah, literally, like, there's like,
1: people leaving. It's terrible. Back to the head scissors we go as Dick Graham asks if we love it. No, no, deal. Dick, we don't. We hate it. We hate it, actually, Dick. Hotbody continues as plotting offensive kicks and laying on the ropes with Snooka. <laughs> line by Hotbody gets two. Good old Stately Wayne here references Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy now.
0: He thinks he's like JBL or something, <laughs> this idiot. Like, seriously, he's like, look at my Wikipedia. Like, it's like, <laughs> well, what does he have, the Encyclopedia Britannica yeah, with him? Yeah, back then. <laughs> In Carta 93 he he's got each letter of the alphabet like under the desk or whatever maybe his beacon teaches typing yeah. back to the head scissors quinn as i go to the kitchen to boil water since i need an entertainment <laughs> break like seriously like i'd rather watch a pot boil than this fucking match
1: this is just as much action actually uh Snooky gets out and lays in some stomps but hard body gouges the eyes and hits a knee drop for two this is just Brutal. <laughs> so
0: bad. Punch. A punch by Hot Body gets two. That's some offense there. Good for him. A legend headlock by Hot Body. I think the crowd is ready to leave. I was actually getting mad watching this. I don't like, blame you. There was one point, Joe, I literally like like grinded my teeth because I was like, <laughs> like I know, but like it wasn't even like me just being like exaggerating or whatever. It no was pl- it was like a I was, guttural like, visceral reaction. Like, a visceral, like I couldn't control. It just happened. Right. Like naturally. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's so Bad. Stately Wayne says that he calls
1: the anvil dim, nightheart. Shut up.
0: Just shut up. <laughs> Just end this shit. Like, I don't want to hear about it anymore.
1: Snookabales of Stately Wayne tells Dick Graham that he's going to be telling his grandkids that he got to see Johnny Hotbody, and Graham responds with, Well, I'll tell them that I used to work with Stately Wayne Manor, and they'll say, Who? Hey! <laughs> I know you'll be telling your grandchildren that you have got to see Johnny Hotbody in action. And I'll tell them I used to work with
0: Stately Wayne Manor. Uh,
1: say, who?
0: <laughs> that was Dick Graham. Dick Graham is really taking shots at this. <laughs> it's pretty he, like, funny. he knows that this
1: is garbage. He knows. Hotbody tries a sunset flip, but with a rope assist, you know, grabbing yeah, the rope. Yeah. So, Molecule just kicks him off, and Hotbody misses a running lazy into the ropes. So, Snooka just takes over with a chop or two. Nobody cares. Nope, crowd's dead. Allen hops up on the apron and gets headbutted by Snuka, and the crowd's noise has consistently been, like Quinn said, just a low mutter with maybe an occasional yell. That's about the most you get here. German suplex by Hotbody Body for a very close two
0: count. Now, I will say that is the only thing that happened in this match that was good. That one suplex that was actually yes. well executed by everyone involved. Yep. I'll give Snuka even credit. Yep. Like everyone was did their job there. The problem here, though,
1: is that Snuka pretty much gets up, no sells it, hits two backbreakers, goes up top. And it takes forever to get up there, yep, by the way. Yep, it takes forever. And then he hits a decent Super
0: Splash and regains the title. That's it. Like, Thank God it's over. Uh, thank God it's over. I don't even care that he won it back. <laughs> no,
1: I don't care either. That was it. No drama, no build. It's almost like they didn't know how to do a wrestling match. Like It was so boring, and then Snuka does a backbreaker and wins with the splash. There was no heat. Yep. There was no comeback. Yep. Anyway, that was one of the worst 20-minute matches I've ever seen. I know that yeah. much, you know, in terms of long.
0: Now, the announcers at first, they don't even give a shit. Like, Oh, they're, no. They're like, even Stately Wayne is sort of acting like this is okay, even though he was a heel. And but, as, then, but And then then he's,
1: Snook is posing. <laughs> right. Stately says, this is horrible.
0: Yeah. And, and then the parting words, Quinn. Yes. So this is the last thing you hear, and I'm not, Guys, I'm not making this up. Can't make this, this up. This is literal last words of this shitty show. This is like the Hindenburg disaster. Cut to, like, coming soon, some do- ECW stupid video. Yeah, the like, next pilot. But with no, like, audio or anything. It right. just says that. I can't even write the joke there. Like, yeah. this was horrible. It was hideous. It should have never existed. It should have never... Like, I'm surprised ECW didn't die in the crib here. Right, like, right. Like, this is... Horrid.
1: Yeah, this is probably why WWE never even bought this shit. They don't yeah. own this. Right. This is one I mean, of the who wouldn't want to
0: things- own it? <laughs> I'd get
1: arrested. Yeah.
0: Well that was it's the- worse than the Hindenburg disaster. It
1: really is. Oh the humanity. I yeah. mean this was terrible. Uh this was
0: it do you think Okay, we we say this a lot. Yeah, I know we do. But we haven't said it recently though. It, it's been a bit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think this is I think we have a new worst thing we've ever reviewed.
1: It's definitely up there. I mean, there was nothing entertaining. And here.
0: I didn't expect it. That you know what the, that's the thing is, I didn't expect it to be the worst thing.
1: Disappointment factor?
0: It was high on this one.
1: I expected it to be
0: I'd expect it to be like episode 1 yeah, where it was like a bit amusing. It's like right. oh, Terry Harry Yeah, charming. Everything. Yeah, like charming, but this is just really really bad
1: would you say unfortunately the best part of the show is dick graham i think so but not for the like right reason right 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 like
0: uh, f- more for because of the fact that he like gave up on <laughs> yeah, that he's
1: just pissed off he and just bored like, i don't want to be here anymore half in the bag and 70 years old or whatever yeah. he probably was by then yeah i would agree with you this was uh it's remarkable and a credit to ecw and it wasn't even paul Heyman yet so not gonna even give him too yeah. much credit but a credit to todd gordon And Eddie Gilbert, when he came in, and whoever else was involved in the roster and perseverance that ECW got on TV and obviously turned into the cult favorite that everyone turned won. into
0: like a revolutionary promotion because it ain't here here oh this like, is this awful is, this is some of the worst of the indies yep. I've ever seen in my life
1: absolutely totally agree with you Quinn and folks we hope that this was some of the best that you've ever heard in terms of the retro wrestling we of course will be back with you next week for episode number 124 to kick off April but until that time be sure to follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast you can email us at OVP at gmail.com if you have a Facebook Join the group. It'll be worth it, we promise. If you want to donate, you can do that at patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. And if you have Apple Podcasts, iTunes, why don't you leave us a review? But until next time, thank you so much for being with us here for yet another week. I am Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn. And we will see you guys next week. See ya. And we have a new ECW champion. Once again, your winner and new
0: ECW hero champion, the Superfly,
1: Jimmy <laughs> Listen to people cheering for Johnny Hotbody. He's not heard, he's not heard. psyching the fans... I mean, Johnny. Jimmy psyching the fans. Giving him that I love you sign.
0: Did you say I love you back?
1: No, I didn't. Oh, this, is just, this is horrible. Now I'll have to deal with Jimmy Snuka in the ECW as their champion.
0: Yep. Got the belt.
1: I know there's There's thousands of people at home crying over this. This is terrible. This is like the Hindenburg Hindenburg disaster. disaster.